0: is awesome i love all of his movies and his politics are good too like just you know it's, it's it, it scratches <laughs> him that neck rub yeah
1: yeah it scratches um, that
0: itch or it rubs that neck um i let me get my notes up here we're not gonna leave all. This god in. damn do, we've, we've do said, too, said too much to leave it leave all this in yeah um, Tuesday.
1: uh no it was that's, on, it's been a fire
0: that's the thing right and i mentioned this in the chat but i woke up at about eight thirty. um yeah. Emily let me sort of sleep in a little bit, as she usually does on Saturdays. I think she's sympathetic to the fact that I don't get to wake up uh, in the mornings very often. And uh, so I wake up and I hear the sounds of children, you know, going off, doing doing their shit, doing their crazy shit. Saturday morning, crazy shit, kid shit, right? Um, yeah. And I wake up, I check my phone, and I... For whatever reason, the latest version of Android that was introduced about six months ago, I guess, um, I get notifications for like apps that I'd never heard of, um, and I, try yeah. to, I I'm trying to mute them all, I'm trying to like block them all, um, but you know, scrolling through, I see some bullshit. I don't like nothing very interesting, and then um, I've got every DM muted except for like individuals, and I have some individuals muted too. Um, but sure, yeah. I don't have your DMs muted, obviously. If you're DMing me, either it's something it's a conversation worth having or you're, you're setting up a fucking, you know, we're doing business, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
2: And I
0: I, I think the thing I said, I think the thing I saw, um, let me see here. The first thing I saw after I woke up, I heard kids yelling. And then I, I woke up, uh, to this line in my push notifications. Do we open the show with a dramatic reading? And I opened it and it's, it's, it's our boy five deuce four tray seven bad news brown's badass song or deuce as we know him uh yes. posting the truth behind jeff epstein's he says jeff Who the f- <laughs> who's calling him jeff first of all he's, t- on,
1: it's, he's on jeff basis with motherfucker
0: <laughs> yeah um. uh my boy j epstein um the truth behind Jeff Epstein's suicide is he took the cowardly way out instead of facing up to his crimes. Status and money couldn't protect him any longer, so he murked himself out of fear, out of fear of spending the rest of his life in jail. Truth is less delicious than conspiracy theories. Uh, so this is how I found out that Jeffrey Epstein had died. And last night, well, welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode number 20. My name is Bucky. My name's um, the, the, the <laughs> I've been obsessed with Epstein ever since. Sure. I, I, so yeah. I, honestly, I I knew the name. I didn't know. I didn't. I, I think a lot of this stuff is sort of... Kind of been out there about him for years
1: yeah uh, it's very it's been like ephemeral that two thousand eight stuff and I think there someone pointed out I forget that there's like some distinct connections to th- the financial crisis and that he might have been an informant okay. and that's sort of why it got pushed off to the side at that moment sure if you're important if you're, yes. if you're if
0: you're useful then of course they ignore that you run a fucking child sex trafficking ring um I have been. In this shit, I've been like, I, I think I, when I first saw it, I was like, "This is this is crazy," but okay. And then the book comes out, and all the circled names, and then the attempt on his life. I mean, presumably the attempt on his life, uh, what three weeks ago or whatever, um, yeah, really, really prick. You know, my ears really just went up, and I was just like, "Oh man, this is this is really something." Um, and for the last like about three weeks, I've spent maybe not an hour a day, but a good chunk of my day, like fascinated and and reading into this and reading deep into his life before all this and every, every bit of information I could find. And, uh, and, and last night, uh, me and Emily were drinking and we, uh, we were talking about it. She has not really been following it. And I, I was like trying to explain, I was like stream of consciousness, like explaining every every like thing that I found to be like the important points to hit, uh, to explain to someone who my wife is very smart, but she doesn't, she doesn't always keep up with a lot of, if we've got two kids, it's hard to do. Um, she knows the the important parts, but I was, she was interested. She wanted to know, you know, she's fascinated. Um, and then I wake up this morning, hungover as fuck off of like four hours of sleep. Um, and the way I find out that, uh, my boo, Jeff Epstein, <laughs> uh, the, the, the guy that I've, has become arguably my, like my biggest hobby is to read about Jeffrey Epstein.
1: That this man has gotten got.
0: Yeah. He, he murked himself out of fear. Um, and then like seconds after I read that, um, cause I, before I saw that I, I messaged Emily and I said, Hey, good morning. Um, and uh, probably ten seconds after I read that deuce tweet that you sent me, your fucking fault. She said, "Jeff Epstein." She said, "Jeff." <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so funny. To I call don't know. If she Jeff. said she maybe saw the <laughs> same
0: same post. I don't know. Um, but uh. R.I.P. to a real one. I guess I don't know. It's it's fucked. I posted on Facebook for the first time in months just because I wanted to like. Because I, I, I opened it because yesterday was my sister's birthday, and I saw, like, just the, the Beaumont, Texas liberals just denying any plausibility of, like, of these theories. It's not even fair to call them theories. Like, this is, it's a conspiracy theory. is not, there's two things that could have happened. Yeah. And one of them is likely, the other one is more likely. It's as simple as that. Like, yeah, people kill themselves while they're awaiting trial all the fucking time it's not what happened here. I mean, obviously, yeah. but like, I get it, but I just wanted to, I just, I had to post about how, you
1: know, yeah, the people, the people who are going out of their way to be like, listen, it's much more likely that he did it. Like yeah. your Bascar some cars and shit. Yeah. Oh, fucking idiot. And you're where it's like, why? Yes. Why are you just? It's like this is like your prison reform thing right here. Okay. Right. Um, right. And it's Using like, this is be- like
0: uh, a, a way to talk about how how surveillance of prisoners should be tightened and that it that prison should be safer? Like what? This is not this is not the conversation to have here. The conversation to have is how the fucking ruling class can kill any one of us at any, time they want, if they have a reason to.
1: Yeah. fucking, I mean, fucking Deuce did bring up Sandra Bland and I'm like, you son of a fucking bitch. Yeah. That's a (laughs)
0: shitty thing to do. And, and look, Deuce is a black man, so he can do that. And I'm not going to fucking argue with him. Okay. Like I can't, I won't, but that is a shitty thing to do in this situation because these are two very, very different fucking things. Um, people
1: at the complete opposite ends of the power structure yeah. in this country
0: and he's right though he is right so what's what did what did Deuce? and we were talking about this for a while but we we got to do our jeffrey epstein podcast too um he he replied to me and i i tweeted at him like jokingly what did i say um i said to him deuce do you think the forklift error is how the scaffold fell under roman no you don't you yourself wanted to know who murked him how is epstein any different uh 11 likes on that post. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he said because one's a storyline and the other is real question mark they're going to spend a lot of money and time to find out uh find how and why it happened way more than they would for others like sandra bland he's right yes. obviously but that's not i
1: <laughs> that's not really <laughs> relevant it's, it's like. it's not this, those are this is different stories it, like like, um, there's been people, like, a ton of motherfuckers. Um, Ken Kenway was not in prison at the time when he had his heart attack, like, the right. fucking day after the Enron trial ended, but it was clearly, like, he did it. Like, someone
2: right. let him I forgot about it, that So we
1: didn't have to. And it's like, that's the kind of thing. Like, there's le- like, that's just, like, some fucking st- it's like, that's, like, those are the power structures where something happened here, and there there's something, but We're not, the thing of it is, is that we're not going to find out. No, yeah, yeah, never. We're not. I mean, the best theory I saw that is, that is, is actually like, this was done just so it wouldn't end up being a lead balloon when it turns out that, like, he goes away. Yeah, nobody else is
0: incriminated in anything. I saw, I I saw you post that or or send that in one of the chats and I, I was, I'm kind of with that and I, I think that had this whole trial played out we would he would he would spend a long time in a jail uh a nice jail presumably and uh and nobody else there there would be no no justice for anyone else who was involved um and that would have been wholly unsatisfying but so is this and this this is this is not only unsatisfying but like just disheartening um (laughs) R.I.P. A- R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, It's weird. Cause wrinkly old balls. Wrinkly baby. old balls, Girls Jeffrey walls. Epstein.
0: <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Jeff. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode 20. That's your five minutes of, uh, of of Jeffrey Epstein chat. We had to do it. You know we had to do it to him. Um, yeah. We, we just... I don't know. And this is going to come out a week from today, so it's not even going to be that topical. Um, but fuck it. I don't know. I I think it's it's some kind of emotion right now. I, need, I needed to talk to you about it is like one yes. of the important things. Like I needed to talk to somebody else who like,
2: cause my, I
1: mean, I've been thinking about this shit. Like, like since basically, uh, 2016 election solidified and it was Lolita express, uh, guy versus sure. l- wife of Lolita express guy. And it was like, nobody was saying anything. It was yeah. just that it was, yeah. um, they were they were intimating at other rapes. <laughs> <That's> the <laughs> fucking wildest part we're not involved with anything regarding Jeffrey Epstein or Kevin Spacey or sadly Chris Tucker happening on the Lolita Express <laughs> Air Fuck One. I don't like Air Fuck One. I don't think it's as good as Lolita Express. That's just that Airfuck sounds like something. One. That's some yeah, for that.
0: Like, that's, that's definitely, like, it would sound good coming out of Felix Biederman's mouth, but that's it, right? Like, yeah. nobody can say that with a, uh, the nobody can say that with the correct tone, for the most part. Yeah, you
1: need, yeah, you need that, that scum, like, of that, just, like, the it's sincerity. It's too
0: monosyllabical, uh, right? Like, yeah. fuck one, it's, it's too, yeah, Lolita Express sounds, it sounds as classy as it probably was. Um, yeah,
1: that man. sounds like a, it sounds like a fucking, it sounds like a, a fucking seventies movie. Like yeah. we fall the bath or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it would, it would be directed by, uh, I don't know who directed, but Patty Chayefsky would have written the script. Um, we're not here to talk about Jeff Epstein. <laughs> I gotta, am yes. just going to call him Jeff now. Uh, we're not here to talk about Patty Chayefsky. Uh, I mean, we we might get around to it. <laughs> uh we're here to talk about dick togo uh explain why we're talking about dick togo
1: okay so if this episode is released on the day it should be released it will be just a fucking reason yes it's going to be released on. it's a week from now we got time yeah august 17th that is the 50th birthday of one mr shigaki sato better known as dick togo born in 1969
0: Uh, baby all the best boys were born in 69 of course
1: yeah, and um, he is the wrestler that you and I both think is fucking amazing, and I think for most of our lives, um, like, not similar to Dustin Rhodes. Like, he is a guy, like, I don't remember the first time I ever saw Dick Toga, I would assume, it was, but I remember seeing him and thinking, like, this fucking guy. This, this is, and just that name and everything about him, he is a and then, like the more you get into it, the more it's like, oh my God, he is great at everything. He is a defining wrestler of the last thirty years. Yeah, and I think he the first
0: has... time I saw him was probably WWF TV in '98. It had to be. Yeah,
1: I would I would say so too because I I don't know if he have actually made a hardcore TV episode because there's that one there's the match in Webster, but I don't think. It aired. Um, I would say
0: um, that probably, if nothing else, a uh, a clip show of uh, like a, 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 a like a music video um, of the barely legal '97 Six Man Tag probably aired in some form on ECW or yes. TV in '97 in, in or '98.
1: Yes, but um, the Kai unit in WWF is, um too unforgettable mostly for the for bad reasons but sure
0: choppy choppy your pee pee
1: yeah it's terrible but Man, we at the same time we
0: should be talking about that probably is dick togo in that scene he's got to be there right
1: oh yeah he's in that scene they all all four of the uh kdx guys who actually signed and wally Yamaguchi are there yeah
0: yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I I haven't watched that angle in a long time. It's a, it's yeah. it was great when it, when I, I saw that when I was nine and we thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, we we absolutely loved Choppy Choppy or PP. Um, right, thoughts on Choppy Choppy or PP?
1: Um. You know, it's it's a pretty problematic angle, but at the same time, screen <laughs> was problematic. The sure. most problematic thing about it is is fucking John May Bob it though. In retrospect, which is completely unnecessary. Oh yeah, he he was brought in, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh man,
0: I for- I forget about the details of that.
1: That's not- fucking bizarre. Ninety eight but- is ninety eight for sure. Um, yeah, Dick- Russo running wild.
0: That's right. Um. So Dick Togo which comes off almost like a fucking Russo name, but it's not. He took the name um, when? In 95?
1: 94? 94, yeah. Thereabouts.
0: And before that, he was simply SATO. All caps,
1: right? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, And in that time, he wore a mask. Uh, He debuted in uh, 1992? 1991. Trained by Gran Hamada of course, as all of the Michinoku Pro, the, the core Michinoku Pro guys were. Um, he played baseball, and he was a judo fighter, um, or a judoka, is that right? Yes, um, yes. And I think, let's see, made his debut from the looks of it um, in the UWA, the uh, or at least made his debut in uh, or Hamada UWF, I mean. yeah Yeah. uh f-u-l-l f-u-l-l okay yeah um and then you know worked a lot of uh mexico in 90 maybe 91 definitely 92 uh in uwa uh worked around cmll a little bit in that era and then found his home in michinoku pro which i guess michinoku pro formed out of the ashes of hamada uwf is that correct
1: yeah, uh, less emphasis on bringing in Mexican talent because they had a steady stream. They had a nice core of, uh, homegrowns. And it was also easier to run out of the general Sapporo, M- Michinoku, Northeast, of course, M- Michinoku meaning Northeastern, um, Japanese region, um, the, H- uh, Hokkaido, that, like, that. Haka- okay, yeah,
0: the North, yeah, Hokkaido is beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. A but, lot of people don't run there anymore. Actually, I know all Japan does tours up there. They do like a month of tours in Hokkaido, and yeah, uh, um, obviously Big New Japan, Japan goes has, everywhere.
1: But yeah, Big Japan will have like their specific Sapporo two days yeah. shows. I think they do like twice a year. So it's very, and it's it's very it seems very strange um, for something that is you think is very populous, but I guess it's like the amount of actual cities. Yeah, makes it uh, sort of hard to. It, tour, it, it's the Canada scotch. of
0: Japan, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, it's, I, it's, obviously, Connor's going to listen to this and be like, oh, you motherfuckers. That's my... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a solid Connor. It wasn't... Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I'm going to edit that in post. I'm going to work on it. Um, yeah, there's obviously people who know way more about actual Japan than we do, so I don't want to go too too heavily on that. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Impro did start. Um, Impro. Michinoku Pro. I don't like Impro. I don't like to say it. I don't like yeah, to type weird. it.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I don't like saying it. Or Michi Pro. That sounds weird. No, who
0: says Michi Pro? Nobody says.
1: Um, I don't know. Weirdos.
0: Yeah. Creeps. Let's uh, not
1: talk about them.
0: <laughs> Grand Hamada. Uh, so it doesn't look like there was any fallout between Sasuke and Grand Hamada necessarily. Because Hamada is on a lot of those early Michinoku Pro shows. Uh, if you don't know Grand Hamada, uh, he is sort of the godfather of Luchares, uh, the combination of the Japanese style and the Mexican style, um, which is more heavily influenced by Lucha Libre, but definitely has elements of, you know, early nineties work rate Japan. Um, just a a melding of, of the, you know, the sort of, I guess, I don't know when the term strong style came about, but like the early nineties, new Japan style of, you know, uh, matches that didn't go super long but definitely had like a a a decent pace to them uh like a deliberate pace to them you know your Mudo Chono and like Hashimoto main events that would go 25 minutes um and mixing that style um with with Lucha Lucha Libre and it's it's not that different from your 90s junior heavyweight style that you would find in uh, and New Japan, which is like super famous, obviously. Everybody, everybody seems Super Jacob 94. Uh, but it, yes, is, it does
1: have, um, it has
0: other elements. It has more, uh, more character in the, in the sense of, um, you know, healing and, uh, and shtick. The things that you would get from, from Lucha.
1: Yeah, it's more, um, more elaborate in terms of mat um, thing. It's more, it takes the things of Lucha, that are easily translatable, because one of the things, um, we'll talk about this in one match, but one of the, it's hard to translate everything from Lucha, but a lot of the things are, you, like, the way, like, if you see Hamada, like, the way he can take an, He'll take an arm drag or deliver an arm drag. He could add something to it that nobody else was. not I mean, the idea of it goes back to people like Satoru Sayama and Tatsumi Fujinami, their yeah. tours. And they obviously have very – and you can see that. And like Drew Gulak, I always say it sort of reminds me so much of Tatsumi Fujinami. Sure. Uh, not just the dragon sleeper, just like the way, like the way he carries himself physically without being – his uh, movements and his, his yes. general
0: tone, definitely. Um, that's a good comparison that I don't I don't think I've ever seen you make or anybody else make, but it's very spot on. Um and yeah. then there's
1: a lot of and then like guys like Ultima Dragon and Sure um and so forth, like who sort of had sort of stranger careers like blending like coming around from two companies, Masawa Haru is the same way, where um like from various uh like le like leaving New Japan to so, Go to war, all Japan to war in each respective case, and, and just sort of developing through excursions and all of that. But this is like, while there are a lot of excursions, this is much more like a laboratory. It's hard to explain in a They've way. They've got a core. Go, Michinoku yes, Pro has. The core a element core. of it is sort of key, and I think you would. And then this would be something you would see further on with Torimon and Osaka Pro and DDT. Sure. Like
0: definitely.
1: all of the. few... All of the successors and uh, that you could describe as S. Yeah, um,
0: I think I think we. we'll, I mean, we'll just jump into it. Um, we have a few matches from Michinoku Pro, but I think the most important example of what M Pro, I did it again, what Michinoku Pro uh, like represented for at least for like Western audiences is the massive uh, high-paced tag team match, the the multi-man tags Yes. Um, from December. 16th, 1996, and we're going to go back a little bit in the timeline here, but we're going to start here. December 16th, 1996, um, I don't know where this match was held. Maybe you can tell me in a minute. It's Kai and Tai Deluxe, or KDX, which consists of Dick Togo, Takamichinoku, Menz Teo, Funaki and Shiryu, of course, Kazuhayashi, uh, versus the sort of the best version of the Michinoku Pro Technico team, uh, Gran Hamada, the grandfather, great sasuke the father um super delphin the weird uncle grand, yeah. grand naniwa the cousin that you don't talk to and uh Ma- masato yakushiji who is just some guy they found <laughs> who yes the, the uh he
1: is the whole he has the little son the he's, Peter yeah, Pan he's, boy.
0: he's the brother who was born premature for sure <laughs> uh, <laughs> this so okay this starts insanely hot um Taka and Hamada slap each other. Uh, Hamada gives Taka some of the fastest arm drags I've ever seen. Um, but, like, so I, one of the things I want to talk about, and we got, like, eight or ten matches we're going to talk about, so we're going to kind of bust through these pretty quick. Um, I wanted to say that Taka seems like the most hated man in the
1: world here. Oh, my God. And the, Taka, Taka is so fucking good. And so, because here's the thing, it's like he came over and to, when he came over to WWE, it was of course as a babyface. He was a fucking great babyface. Yeah, he oh, got yeah. super over with crowd, like Worcester Mass. He could have been it's Ray Junior for sure. Yeah, uh, but he in this run is so despised, and you can see it. Everything about him is just loathsome, um, and it works perfectly. And it's and it's he's so athletic, but he's just such a fucking prick about it. He has he um,
0: was, you know what he has? He has scut Farcus energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what i'm talking about right um yeah he's he's definitely got he's got that smirk but he's like he's like i don't want to say he's an ugly person but he has a face that is like kind of gross yeah uh, he's
1: he's hateable
0: yeah yeah he seems like a fucking villain um
1: yes i don't want to i don't want to make this comparison because i like taka too much but he kind of looks like a japanese ben shapiro
0: oh
1: okay a little bit he's similar- he's similar, still two exactly, inches it's, taller
0: it's,
2: it's
1: yeah. It, yes, of course. Um, it's the facial proportions thing.
0: Uh, ben Shapiro, a junior, junior heavyweight. Uh, yes. He'd, he'd be a mini. He, um, yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's good stuff. Um, uh, we should, we should riff to, on that to, a little more. I'd love
1: to see Damis make him bleed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was muted Hi, while I coughed and I unmuted so you could hear my laugh, but you still heard most of my cough. Um all right, so KDX is at its peak here. Everyone has their roll down so well. Um, if you if you disagree with any of these roles, let me know if you have like a better uh, analogy. Uh but I have written down talk is the unofficial leader, uh just the scumbag, shit you know, shit heel who sort of is the, you know, hands together and just, you know, uh, yeah, the not the architect, but just the the guy out front, the CEO. Yeah, uh, yeah, he
1: is he, chief the, executive asshole. I would, yeah, he is because of course KDX um, originally was Teo, uh, Togo, and Shiryu, but then Funaki oh. and Taka joined. But that is when it hit the stratosphere. Okay, and I didn't that know that. Is, so he's the front man. He is the f- in a way. Where, yeah. but Togo is like the he's he is the architect he's the one who keeps like he's the one on guitar sure
0: so sure no and uh, so funaki is like the technician right funaki is the guy yeah. he's the, he's the bass player as it were he's the one uh like laying down the uh the the, the sort of uh pace and and setting everything uh yeah. for for everybody else to sort of shine uh shiryu is the daredevil he's the guy who fucks up half the moves that he does um I, I like Kazayashi, but he wasn't. I don't think he was great in this era. Um,
1: yeah, um, he peaks um, later. I think in two thousand one as a daredevil type he peaks more in WCW. Yeah, WCW. Yeah, and the then an all arounder. I mean, all rounder. He's still fucking great. But yeah. I would. I guess people probably think say that he peaked in All Japan, which is fine. Yeah, I haven't um, really
0: seen much of his recent Wrestle One stuff. And then Minsuteu, uh Min um, is the old school stick man. He's the guy, he's, he's the biggest stooge of them all, but they're all great Stooges. They're all like Japanese build undies. They're so good. Yeah. Um, Naniwa is a crab. He does crab shit. Uh, Super <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> Super Dolphin has a really nice snap suplex, but is a guy that I never really
1: liked that much. Um... I, he under, he, yeah, he's not a great... I don't think we agreed on this that he's not a great singles guy, but he he understands his role in these matches. Oh, he's good well.
0: here. He's definitely good here. Um, there's, Let's see here. Um, I do want to say uh, Togo leaps into a, a ring post bump on the floor. He looks like he's he's... We're going to say this over and over, but Togo is a man who is working in Memphis in his mind. At all times. Um he's doing lucha, he's doing like classic, you know, Japanese junior heavyweight shit, and even heavyweight shit. But more than anything, he's Dutch Mantel. And he knows he's Dutch Mantel, right? Like he's doing he's doing Dundee, Dutch, fucking Buddy Landell shit for sure. Um So I do want to say that uh people people love to share those gifts right of fucking saber and osprey or like whoever and they do these high-speed rope running exchanges these crazy reversals and it's impressive in its own way and it's not that different from what's going on here but it lacks like a coherency or like a payoff yeah Uh, yeah it's devoid of any soul it feels manufactured and maybe you know i don't maybe it's just because i've seen this before i've seen that and maybe that's why i look down on that and also i hate those cunts but like i can say cunts because they're from england uh but i i i don't get why that is any any better than it
1: seems it feels like it's done to be impressive and not done to advance the story yeah Um, yeah that's the thing this is
0: constantly just moving we're getting to the next thing
1: I mean, we see... I mean, I always go back because I, I fucking genuinely love it, but you, like, take Jody Fleisch, Johnny Storm. Jody Fleisch was partially trained in Mission Oco Pro. He was there as a teenager. So I almost like, put one he, of his matches
0: on this list that we were going to do, but I didn't have time.
1: Yeah, he learned that stuff, and Johnny Storm being hugely ready to play any uh, heel character was happy to go with it. He and So their stuff pays off. Yeah, they like, Totally. They develop their own uh, consistency. This has consistency. This does not feel like okay. And and then what do we do? Now this feels like everybody ha- both has a role and is going to stick to the role. But they're going to they're talented enough to shine in their individual moments. Yeah. Like someone like Yakashiji is the, he's so he's this little dude who gets his ass whooped, but he can pull off these beautiful arm drag he's got a baseball
0: <laughs> it- slide into a head scissor on the floor it's so fucking slick it is one of the yeah. so sl- it's, it's it's a, it's some gif shit like this is the kind kaden kvr or whatever the guy's name is they the aiw front row guy um he should be watching i do think he's gotten better he's watching wing and fmw right now <laughs> and giffing that stuff people should be giffing fuck fucking yakashiji He's such a weirdo. He's such a weird little. He is a definitely a, your shitty little brother. Like he's oh, he's so good.
1: Yeah, so good. Uh, and, and him and Togo is a great, great uh, matchup of you. Just as dis- it's like he just fucking wants to beat his ass. Yeah, and it's understandable. And Togo's then, also a great um,
0: base for all of his flying. Just yes, beautiful flip uh, rolls and and catching him on dives and things. Just fantastic.
1: And we never really, we didn't really say, uh, the great Sasuke is, he is a great Sasuke. He is Uh every, he is the guy you think he is. He never stops being that guy. He always was, and he always will be. He's a fucking lunatic, and it's great, and he pulls it off so well. And he can work, I mean, it's not like he can't do stuff, like intricate mat work and all that stuff. Like, there's a, he had a, a very fun match with Manabu in the Soul Mode match. I didn't watch that.
0: I haven't watched the any early, Soul Mode, sadly.
1: The early part of that is prim- is mat work, and it's very, very good. Once it gets up to like stand up, it, it loses something. But because is Sasuke a, is broken, does Sasuke
0: take like a German suplex into the in, between the rungs of a ladder in a Soul Mode match?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That'd be sadly. pretty cool. Um, yeah, but yeah. it's he is just he like he, his. His general idiocy belies his insane talent, but he. But also the idiocy is what you love. It's it's Sabu. It's it's all of those guys. Ar Fox, it's, yeah, yeah. Those are our boys. Can- uh,
0: I yeah. So I, I mean, this match is so relentless. Um, there's some clunky shit. Shiryu, you. I like like we said. I like Keshayashi, but he felt like the worst of the crew. Um, some people he might was- say Funaki was the worst of the five, but I think. Nah, no I way. think,
1: yeah, and Funaki is a, uh, Funaki, because Mission Oak was not a singles promotion, he uh, he actually gets to shine whenever he gets singles matches because he was n- the one guy who was not a direct Hamada training, Hamada or Sasuke training. Where did he, he come from? from? He came from PWFG. He was oh. a training. I did and not that's know that. Makes why sense. He, Makes sense. And he looks... I mean, he can do the shoot stuff, and he was also in battle arts. Yeah, he worked. Uh, yeah,
0: Ninety-seven or so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so he fits that. Is
0: there a Funaki versus Tajiri battle arts match? I feel like I've seen that, or no, that there's a, there's a, a Funaki versus Tajiri match from the Big Japan Junior Heavyweight Title Tournament.
1: Is that what I'm thinking of? Maybe I fucking I cannot remember exactly what the. F- it might be that you know this match yeah, though,
0: right? You've seen this. Yeah,
1: yeah. It might be for a different title. It's from early '98 though. I know exactly what you mean though. Um, it, that and Finocchio looks freaking great. at That and yeah. th- there's a reason of all uh, uh, hilariously that like it seems hilarious that he has stayed around for so long in WWF then WWE. No, it's because he just he is that he is genuinely. He's does a job. Yeah. He just he's just talented. He is a skilled ass motherfucker yeah. and he he's not he's not a stupid guy and he understood his role here which was to fill it up. Um and I'm sure you yeah, like Kasayashi is a dude who aside from the fact that he's a handsome guy, um I don't think the mask he helped is beautiful.
0: Him. He is a very beautiful man for sure. He, the
1: ma- the mask I think maybe was a detriment to his ability. Like I for like what he wanted to pull off, like he needed the extra depth perception.
0: Yeah, like I could see that. Wrestling in a mask must be hard. Um I never tried it myself. Uh, so the, the KDX, Kintai Deluxe, they 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 have a great way of slowing things down, working like heels, like actually wrestling like heels, as opposed to just like sh- talking shit and cheating. Yeah, um, they wrestle like heels. They like we talked about with Makabe. Makabe does little things like snap the ropes into the guy's head, dirty shit, but not illegal shit. He's not cheating. He's just. Bending the morality of what's okay in the ring, not to say that KDX doesn't cheat, but for the most part, they just wrestle like assholes. And Dick Togo especially wrestles like a fucking asshole.
1: Yeah, if you compare them to like a Dragon Gate unit where eighty percent of the match is them fucking uh, is like them preparing chair shots and shit, it's like yeah, the shtick has
0: gone wild by the point we get to like two thousand eight, like the the jimmies or whatever the fuck's going on, and the the jimmies are probably gone. Outlaws or whatever, yeah, yeah, all
1: that like um all where where it just doesn't it just it absolutely just takes away from a match, and you see like super ta- like someone who like Ada, who I think is really really talented, he is the leader of this dipshit stable. Yeah, and all of his matches are fucking worthless because of that. It's, it's fucking it sucks. I have no uh, idea. Uh,
0: I never watch the stuff, but I believe you. Um yeah. I, 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 I can't. Not-
1: well, I, I I try to watch it, and that uh, and it's like you know this one Shun Skywalker Willie Mack match, kicked a lot of ass, and then the <laughs> is Willie Mack working
0: stuff. Dragon Gate?
1: He did last year. He defended the um, ha- the House of Hardcore Twitch TV title Jesus against Christ. Shun Skywalker. It's a really good match. <laughs> Jeez, really, really, I'm really sure.
2: Cool. I
0: like Shun. I've only seen him in the All Japan Junior Tag League, but I like Shun. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not going to. Rep- I'm just. I'm not just going to roll through spots here. Um, there, there is a moment where Naniwa hits uh, Shiryu with a backdrop that like looked like an accidental head drop, and the crowd oh, gasped. Yeah. Um,
1: I, yeah, and he, he's got, he got payback on, I forget who did it to him, Yeah. But uh, there was I, an I have it
0: written down somewhere here. I got so many notes and I wrote all these on my phone. So there's a million fucking typos, uh, Khan, hello from Shiryu. Then Terry boy gets a receipt on Naniwa for the backdrop driver. So it was, it was men's Teo. Um, yeah. uh, of course, men's Teo, uh, just, one of the coolest wrestlers ever. He's just doing Terry Funk shit. Like, the, the, when I, like, first saw Men's Teo, I was like, this guy's uh, strange compared to the rest of the Machoku Pro guys.
1: He's such a... He's this schlubby little blonde dude, but he is just this, like, he fully embodied... Both uh, Terry and and the older he got, Dory. In a way, oh yeah, the better than fucking Dory. um, But not in a way that like Osamu Nishimura does. Sure, which is no. I love Osamu Nishimura, but it's like he contextualized it in a completely different way.
0: Yeah, Terry's Uh, not working. Well, I guess he will work. There's some long. uh, uh, I said Terry. Some Teo. like thirty minute mat work matches. I know they exist. I think there's a really yeah. good one. Him and Funaki from '98 actually.
1: Yeah, um, he gets more into maestro mode like the longer his career goes, and it looks and it's great.
0: Yeah, yeah. He um, all he, of he these works. guys
1: end up being phenomenal maestros. Taka is a full on maestro. Yeah, um, they Funaki all, was almost
0: th- like a Funaki became at. Like at a certain point in his career, um, in 2005 or whatever, you could watch a Funaki match on heat and he would lead like, I don't know, Matt Morgan to just a fantastic four minute TV match. Like Funaki got like a different form of, of maestro, right? Uh, the, 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 the B show, like fucking TV match maestro, uh, with a a guy that doesn't speak the same language as him or whatever. Um, and then I don't know, Kaz Hayashi, I guess. I haven't watched a lot of uh, of of Russell One, so I can't say. Is
1: he a maestro? Yeah, um, he he'll have stuff. He had a great match with uh Larry Shitaro Ashino last okay. year. That was all mat work. I did see that. That is stuff. really good. and, yeah, and that's um, definitely
0: not uh, Shitaro Ashino doing the fucking Ashino doing the, like the he's not in the driver's seat there because I think we've discussed this probably not on the show. I don't think we've ever brought up uh, Ashino on the air. Uh, but he seems like a fucking idiot. Like he seems like a jock, like who doesn't have a single thought in his brain beyond I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna do a German suplex now. Like that's all he thinks about.
1: Yeah, he and it works, but he's he doesn't come off like a fantastic
0: worker. Yeah, awesome, awesome guy. Seems like a dumbass. (laughs) No offense. I Uh, I I don't want to like just go through a bunch of spots here. Um, I do want to say that Hamada has one of the great super Frankensteiners that I've ever seen. He does a sort of like a, a Rey Mysterio esque hop that looks like he's floating in, you know, midair for a moment. And then he just whips talk over at super high speed. Um, I think let's see here. Is there anything else I really want to shout out? I guess the finish. Um, let's see here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's see. Um, there's a flying chair at some point. Uh, Togo goes up yeah. for a senton and a chair just gets thrown by an unseen man. Um, Sasuke hits a, an moon moonsault and there's a huge near fall after a, like a flying Rana, uh, into a pin from Yakashiji. And then he hits a, a big tope. And then I think the finish here is Hamada, right? Gets a Frankensteiner yeah. and holds the legs of, of Shiryu for the pin. Um, It follows the Taka Michinoku no-hands-running springboard dive, uh, which I'm sure if people have seen a Taka match, they know the spot. He runs sort of diagonally across the ring, leaps up, not touching the rope with his hands, just landing on his feet on the top rope near the buckle, and does just a body press. The body press itself is sometimes very exciting. Sometimes, like, he gets a lot of distance on it, but for the most part, it's not the most exciting thing you can do from there. It's the fact that he is, like we said, only one inch taller than Ben Shapiro. He's got shitty little legs, and he somehow just leaps up there to the top rope, and in a flash, hits that... I fucking love that Taka dive. I love it. Taka
1: yeah, dive. Yeah, his and his assignments are also my favorite ever.
0: I yeah, we, we saw um, uh, Sasuke's here, and Sasuke's is kind of not great um, Sasuke not the cleanest wrestler uh, ever obviously that's not what that's not what we're here to watch uh, from Sasuke though uh, no this is immense I, I I think I wrote down the word immense a few times
1: yeah this uh, feels and the crowd is great I forget exactly they go nuts it, unfortunately, this is and uh, to continue shitting on cage match. This is not listed on cage match. I think it's listed on wrestling. That's game, I forget
0: crazy. This is a big match.
1: Yeah, the entire show. But no, the, the, like the twelve sixteen show was just not listed at all. And Striga, um, and Striga, it feels Striga doesn't like
0: like, like he, he there there wasn't enough uh, there weren't enough two counts in this for Striga.
1: Yeah, and it feels strange because the because this is by no means the actual end of the KDX um you know Minchinoku Pro Technico feud but in the way like 96 is the climate is the oh, biggest yeah. year for them and you know you have the uh famous anniversary these days tag sure is that uh, in could... September yeah uh October okay ten ten. 10 that's it yeah that's a sumo hall that's a great and that but this one of the uh, first
0: tapes i ever got
1: but this feels like like I don't know like to close a year or something. This feels like a big like, and it feels like that like there's stakes. It doesn't feel exhibition-y in any yeah. way. It just feels like well, and like you said, having
0: having Sasuke there is. I mean, it's if we're gonna if we're gonna cover one ten man tag from Mishinoku Pro, you've got to have the man in there. You got to have Sasuke, um, and I think I, we're we're coming up. Uh, in a couple of years if we're still doing the show i i imagine we probably will be at least in some form um maybe we do a maybe we just watch these days cuz i have a nostalgia for that show maybe we'll talk about that but this i agree this is better this is better um anything else you want to hit on for the for the tin man
1: um no i mean hamada just <laughs> the looks tin man. it's so, it's so easy to From the wizard of oz it's so easy to forget that this guy's been wrestling for 24 years i believe Really, He's fucking look at first. I second. mean, he is
0: pretty old here. Like, of course, I, I, I didn't mention Grand Hamada. Of course, is the father of Ayako Hamada, um, and somebody else is there another Hamada?
1: Uh, Jacques Hakatil. I can't pronounce the name because oh, there's oh yeah, Barry. yeah, it, but it's, it's an
0: X. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, Hamada. Hamada is Hamada's retired, right? Or is he still doing it a little
1: bit? He's retired, as far as I know. Okay.
0: Um, but ra- he was he going
1: until, like, 2016 or so. Yeah, I thought, I, thought? I thought he
0: was on fucking, uh, what's, uh, Real Japan, RJPW. I feel like he was on those shows. Like, him and him and Sayama were still on opposite sides or something. In, in yeah, still Man's kicking eggs.
1: at each other. Yeah. Fucking old maniacs. Legends. God damn. I wish, shame that that is uh, fully a Yakuza front, because all of those shows look so good.
2: Yeah. Um, but that's
1: not here nor there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we're going to do uh, Togo Liger. Yeah. All right. From New Japan Pro Wrestling, might be the first New Japan match we've done. I think it is
1: fully possible.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Uh, we've got 20 episodes now. Um, this is from June 17th, 1996. A pretty junior heavyweight focus show, from what I could tell from the matches. Yeah, I saw.
1: this was uh, Skydiving J, which was oh, the okay. unofficial. Yeah, the unofficial first round of the uh, J Crown. Uh, tournament because okay. this was just sort of to decide because it's weird because it's not a full first round uh, Negro Casas isn't there but it's seven different title matches and it's basically who's going to make the cut okay. or, yeah, so and this is, a lot of a right. lot of unique cool matchups and guys like uh, Kazushi Sakuraba makes an appearance for the UWFI with the, a UWFI junior title that just Otani so right? Yeah, a that cool just match. mysteriously appeared. It's a very cool show, um, and this is an interesting match um, because you sort of get, in a way, to me, I feel like this is Wait, a sort I of an. Ex-
0: we, did we say? I guess we sort of alluded to it. It's Justin Liger versus Dick Togo. I, it's <laughs> it's
1: Justin Liger, yes. Um, yeah. The one, the fucking only. Yeah. Uh, the the you know the man who. Ain't, ain't this gonna card get like a, card
0: is gonna get It shit. is. I'm gonna run through this right quick. Go ahead. Um, it's, yeah. So the opener, Lance Storm and Yasoroka versus El Samurai and Norihanaga. That's for the War Junior Heavyweight title, uh, tag titles. Uh, Masayoshi Matagi be- beat Shiryu for the NWA World Junior title. Uh, the WWA Junior Light Heavyweight title. Grand Hamada beat Takaiwa. Um, the,
1: Damn! Yeah, that's so mad. Kaito fucking going off on of. Yeah. Hamada's not gonna take his shit. That's a
0: twelve minutes is a long match for that. Um, the Otani beat uh, Otani beat Sakuraba. That match was for the UWA Junior Light Heavyweight Title, uh, which is a promotion that was dead by then, right? Just, yeah, it says yep. vacant. Um, of course it was. That didn't exist anymore. Uh, Super Delphin defeated Taka. Sixteen minutes. That's probably. I don't think that's probably too long Uh, that was for the cmll welterweight title um ultima dragon defeated grand naniwa in 14 minutes definitely too long for that for the war junior title uh this match jishin Lager defeats dick togo in 16 for the mpw i guess it's mishinoku pro wrestling british commonwealth junior heavyweight title illustrious of course uh and then the main event great sasuke defeated Black Tiger, Eddie Guerrero for the, for the IWGP junior title, uh, 17 minutes. I'm sure that kicks ass. Um, that it's an all junior card. Uh, it took place at the Budokan, uh, 13 and a half, 13, 5, in attendance, uh, according to cage match, which is uh, just nuts. I don't, there's, yeah. just, there's I, I don't think they could run, I mean, they don't run Budokan, obviously. I mean, I guess they do. Sometimes they've been doing they've been doing it for G one right um, yeah I don't think they could sell out Sumo Hall or whatever in in 2019 with just like Shingo versus Osprey on top or whatever right
1: they absolutely yeah and they absolutely couldn't fucking do that yeah. with. Budokan uh, to get that
0: get 13-5. that's yeah. absurd that's awesome it's it's really cool um I've, so I th- th- we went back in time a little bit for this this is six months earlier because um I feel like the Michinoku Pro sh- matches is sort of the essential starting point uh save for the Delphin mask match which we I think we both agreed we didn't care that much for um this is definitely Togo's biggest single match up to this point. Um, yeah. Semi main of fucking Budokan. And he goes fucking nuts. Uh, Liger just beats the shit out of him, but.
1: He really does. Uh, he gets a ton of
0: killer offense in. Uh, it's cool to watch him control early portions of this as the guy with less experience. He's, he's a five year pro. Um, it doesn't last though, uh, because Tiger, or uh, Tiger, Liger. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had a drink. I haven't drank during one of these in a while. Uh, well. Liger. Hits a, like a big monkey flip, capo kick, then heaves him with this release German suplex.
1: Yeah, Togo doesn't that... land at his
0: head, but he flies backwards like really far. It's, it's Huge, pretty comical. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, what? Let's see here. Uh, Liger hits a big power bomb, uh, like just a few minutes in. And at this point, it it like I kind of got in the headspace that it brought to mind the idea that the the '90s New Japan Junior structure. um, Sort of just became the entire structure for all Japanese wrestling,
1: it, yes it, and all it, wrestling it, it, as a
0: whole, I guess right
1: yeah, it did, and it, it didn't there' um there's ways to sort of like like a combination of it and sort of all Japan style, but sure. sort of it's all sort of like amalgamated together in a way that doesn't where they all found a way to take the least interesting aspects of yeah. It
0: awesome i love i love wrestling these days um i actually do i think wrestling is good still but i yeah i I feel like i mean look we see people shit on the kento Miyahara like triple crown matches and for good reason or whatever they're good but they they have they they might as well just be okada matches at times um i i think we are reaching I, I, i don't know we had this conversation in one of the chats where um like wrestlers of the next generation will be influenced by these people, uh, your Okadas and, and your your Ospreys and your Young Bucks or whatever, and that that that, that next generation of wrestlers is just going to be the the absolute worst. But I think at some point, it's got to turn in turn back in on itself. Um, like, I there's no way the excesses can become more excessive. At a certain point, it's got to go backwards, right?
1: Yeah, and it's also, it's also, what is, like, how do you develop a foundation? Because at some point you have to develop a foundation, and all of these guys are doing this without the need to have a foundation. Right. And I, I don't, I don't know, it is, it is one of those things, um, that is, it's distressing, but at the same time there's always going to be weirdos who just don't give a fuck. Say whatever you will about Mance Warner he doesn't give a fuck he yeah. he wants to do his own thing um there's always going to be people like that freddy high doesn't give a fuck about he wants to do his own thing yeah uh, um Ishii became <laughs> the a human encyclopedia of not the all name i j- expected
0: you to say next but sure
1: the uh, of all japan years after everybody had left for noah except fuji and kawada and it's like he's doing his own thing and he's never not going to be the guy who wants to do tawei inspired uh ring apron transitional spots like you're going to have those people and they're going to last they're going to leave impressions on the best workers of the next generation yeah it's just how things go um, more people
0: should watch ddt undercards um I mean maybe not. <laughs> I think of plenty of people actually do and they 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 watch him for the wrong reasons.
1: Yes, yeah, so they watch. It's like how, ooh, you know, this uh you know, Dino really gets that grasp on the ass, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I've seen people I don't like tweeting a lot about DBT actually. Now, I think about it. Um
1: Watch Yukio. He's good
0: yeah no he's, I, he's a tiny I he's
1: a tiny old man who doesn't give a fu- who's who's like compared in tattoos and has a five as a five-year sonbird going who just kicks people hard and smokes he <laughs> watch that fucking guy <laughs>
0: um uh, yeah i i loved his dad too um same um, yeah. so uh what, what do you say about this? Liger beats the shit out of him. Uh, he power bombs him on the floor. Uh, so Togo goes for a like flying Rana off the apron. Yeah. Um, Liger catches him and power bombs him onto the floor, onto the pads. And then he goes inside. He comes back out. He picks up Togo, carries him five feet to the left onto the concrete where there's no pads. And he picks him up and power bombs him again. And then mm, yeah. he goes in the ring and does a fucking Fargo strut and it's, it's
1: Liger fucking kicks ass what the fuck's um, wrong with
0: this guy um Liger
1: is incredible and he, it's it's so cool that um this is his last year and new japan have um fucking farted in the wind basically every time like, i know
0: that's really it's really weird it's cool that he's he's gotten to go do some cool shit outside of there but yeah um they
1: could not give a fuck themselves it's Give him,
0: like, an Intercontinental title run. Like, what is that belt for if you're not going to, like, use it for this reason? Like, if, like even fucking Vince got that with with, uh, with Flair, you know?
1: Like, Yeah, give, um, give him the fucking never. Who the ha- yeah, that, that's right. They the got end. another title. For the 95th time, uh, Tama she has the, this title that is a fucking literal albatross that I think <laughs> has taken years <laughs> off his goddamn life because he's needed surgery on his shoulder for half a decade now. It's open um, weight.
0: What else is it for? I forgot it existed. But if Liger had it and was having singles matches on, like, not the show, but the show before the show, because New Japan tours are like that, Liger versus Yoshihashi for the Never title? Give me a break. I would fucking love that.
1: Yeah, li- like, Liger isn't gonna make out all these fucking dopes, like, say, okay, I gotta cut the shit. This yeah. is Liger. Yeah. Exactly. Togo Liger's makes a- it. My-
0: oh, go ahead, sorry.
1: I was- Liger is <laughs> in one of my favorite matches. I think it my- honestly not be my favorite New Japan match that I bring up ever. Uh, him and Nagata versus Kushida and Shibata from, uh, January, um, March of 2016. That's I your think. favorite? it's just this tag match? and it's just like this old it's just like this old school never seen four it. dudes beating the shit out of Shutter Magic it kicks ass okay. and, and it's like completely different from everything it's shocking that that's like that you don't see that In fact, like oh this is what we should be in every match but it's whatever. crazy
0: how all four people in that matches their careers are over um, except Chef for Kushida Tom. who's gonna excel um this match is incredibly cool. It separates itself, I think, from, like, a, a lot of the most lauded New, New Japan Junior matches just because it has such a dynamic, like, hierarchy story.
1: Yes, and I think the hierarchy is very important for what we're going to talk about later, but also sort of establishing the fact that Dick Toga was a guy who got it as soon as it was yeah. there to get it, this is Liger in like, the
0: driver's seat, but Togo is down. He is completely yeah. down, uh, even though he is resilient. He makes good comebacks. That Liger, um, he kicks him in the balls, of course, uh, which yeah. we'll we'll talk about more. Um, he, All time
1: he, mule kick, indeed.
0: Yeah, it's great. Um, there's a there's a really great uh, near fall here where Liger's beating the shit of him, and he goes. He hits him with a, a shoté, the palm strike, bounces off the ropes, and goes for another one. And uh Togo catches a drop toe hold on him and just a super quick La Casita La Mahistral. straw. Um and it was a it was a great near fall that I actually almost thought he was gonna steal a win there. Um there's but Liger is a fucking dick. Liger is a yeah. he's a fucking Moby dick. He so uh Togo hits a like a hits the Centon, um and there's a great camera angle, great like over the top camera angle. Uh, but he knows it's Liger, uh and Liger is Moby Dick. He is the fucking white whale, right? Um, of of juniors and even in ninety six, yeah. he hadn't even been around he hadn't even been the ace for that long. By like two thousand, forget about it. Nobody's beaten him. But in ninety six he's already cemented himself as the fucking god of the division. Um so he goes up and hits a second Centon. Liger still kicks at it too. Um, and he goes up for a third and Liger moves, obviously. And then as Togo is pulling himself up, like, uh, to his feet, he's, he's got his hand on the ropes and he's pulling himself up with his, like by the rope. And so he's got his right arm stretched. He's got it against the middle rope, pulling himself up and Liger has climbed the top rope and does a missile drop kick to the elbow of and, and just his arm just flies forward. It looks like he dislocated his fucking shoulder. Um, Liger hits like a he hits a fisherman buster, which gets two. So Liger takes him up to the top rope, the actual top rope, and does a super fisherman buster. Um, and he does, and then he doesn't even go for the cover. He picks Tuggo up, palm strikes him again, then pins him. Like dog, he could have could you could have just covered him.
1: This <laughs> is him. Yeah, this is Liger saying you fucking indie piece of shit you're yeah. not coming in to my and i'm taking your first i'm taking your title and i'm not you're not getting into my tournament you're yeah. not getting into this is and it's it kicks ass it's so and it's uh, i mean liger is a man who is always like with one of like the most like a, a mask that should theoretically cover everything, but you can tell every single emotion from him anyway. He is he is an all timer for such an obvious reason. It's it takes five minutes to figure out why he is the icon that he is. Yeah. And oh yeah. This is ma- uh, yeah.
0: If you just watch like random matches, it you'll see that he's clearly very skilled. But if you like, if you go through and like really dig into sort of his um his I don't know. I guess progression. Over. Yeah. His I don't know the fucking yeah. yeah. Um, no, he, he's definitely, he's definitely like a, a, a unique sort of thing. Um, nobody, nobody has ever been so dominant of a junior division. I don't think, um, it's like a Noki levels of dominance at, at certain points to its detriment. I think by the time 99, 2000 came around, uh, you know, black Liger or whatever, like people were, didn't want any more of that um
1: yeah then he goes and then but then he has a a nice renaissance run with working heavyweights and all that shit yeah and that's too i mean like like the sort of goofball booking like as aside like he is a guy who can still like change that he does not he he can transcend um bad booking and make you like him again he is a i want to i'll say it he's a, a, a cena Esque sure thing. he's endearing in cena the same before, way for sure yes cena before there was a cena where it's like his like he his casual dickishness can blend in with a sincerity that is very unmatched um i don't know very any just you know i don't know liger's liger but i mean what, what this is the togo show and it's like what this is like togo we're going to see like 20 plus years later Haltogo knows, understands the idea of the hierarchy. This is him understanding the idea of the yeah. hierarchy, but the opposite end.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a, a great wrestling career, you, you know, a long, great a great wrestling career can last very, you know, short amounts of time, like Stone Cold Steve Austin or whatever. Um, but like a long one like this, a guy who's still going and was going uh, just a, before you were born, just a couple of years after I was born, um, it's... If, if somebody is truly a great you should be able to see them on on both ends of that yes um and that's definitely what you see here it's what you see with a lot of lucha greats and that's and dick togo is definitely among the lucha greats i think um so he of course was a part of the ecw barely legal pay-per-view um there was a six-man tag there and there was also the webster hall uh webster mass of course uh, yeah. six-man tag, which uh, some people say is better, but I, I really don't know. I, I can't say. Um, both good. Both good. Yeah, definitely. us um, But from Barely Legal uh, in April of 97, Grand Hamada, Masato Yakushiji, and The Great Sasuke versus Dick Togo, Takamichinoku, and, and Teo or he's just listed as Terry Boy the thing. That match is really cool. Uh, we didn't watch it for this, but it's, it's super well-known. It was a very hot uh, item, like mid card thing on that show. I think barely legal is a really good show. Um, I think you can go back and I think, I think barely legal is a great example of a, um, here's, here's what we have. Here's what we do. Here's our guys and here's what they do. Um, some of the matches are too long. Most of the matches are probably too long to be honest. Um, but I think that show holds up in a, in a great way. And, um, if you've never watched ECW barely legal, you should watch it. It has a Dick Togo six man tag on it.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: after that, he ended up, I don't know the story behind it. I don't know how he got signed. I'm going to guess that it was just because Taka was good in that. And they brought Taka in for the, uh, WWF, of course, brought Taka in for the, uh, the light heavyweight title division. Of course, it, Taka and Sasuke, um, were brought in sort of as an answer to the popularity of the WCW Cruiserweight title division, right? And the yeah. Lucha, the, obviously they had also signed a deal with AAA, or AAA, as I like to say. Um, yeah,
1: that they had ne- that they never particularly capitalized on. No, definitely
0: they- not, definitely not. Uh, that was around, that was the end of 96, early 97, of course. Um, I don't know when Super Astros was, that was actually CMLL-affiliated, right?
1: yeah that comes around in 98
0: okay uh we almost because watched a there's a that.
1: show that the fucking wrestlemania i forget actually if it's wrestlemania 90 it might be 99 which double hurts for me of course so that's in philadelphia with casas and uh and santo where they're working the super astros the day after huh and okay and it's like I don't know what the hell you would have done to put them on WrestleMania, but imagine Negro Casas. There's a and battle royal a in that.
0: There's the battle yeah, royal where you? like the two guys who make it at the end are automatically teamed up to take on the tag champs.
1: Yeah, you know, just just get Casas and Santo on on, on the WrestleMania. Yeah, on. or al-
0: alternatively, you just let them wrestle X Pac and Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: oh, oh, man. Costas, uh and versus x fox and Santo versus x uh Both. Santo good versus
0: oh. Kane. Mask versus mask, baby. This is <laughs> give
1: God, us the well, book.
2: Would, <laughs> uh, it would be so yeah. good.
0: Uh, we did pick out a match, or I picked it, uh, after we had much deliberation. I decided from Togo's WWF run, I choppy choppy your pee pee, Dick Togo versus Christian. This is from Shotgun Saturday Night. The date I have on here is October 24th, 1998. Who knows if that's accurate. That was what was on the fucking Daily Motion file or whatever. Uh, this is for Christian's light heavyweight championship. And that's one of the reasons I chose this. I know Dick Togo had uh, light heavyweight title match with Taka from May, I believe, uh, from Raw. Uh, but we're, we've already talked, we've been talking Taka. <laughs> That's yeah. our other show, <laughs> Talking Taka. Um, let's talk Christian. Christian fucking rules, right?
1: Christian kicks ass. Yeah. You get a gank brawl sighting, too, so bonus.
0: Yeah, so Kevin uh, Kelly, but- at, at the beginning of this, Kevin Kelly, uh, illustrious commentator, Kevin Kelly informs us that Stone Cold held Vince McMahon hostage for over an hour on Monday, uh, which is a pretty weird thing to say at the beginning of a fucking <laughs> short video that's not about any of those guys. Uh, and then yeah, Gangrel leads Christian out to the ring, and the brood music, um, everybody talks about the brood music as the, th- the best, best theme of the, of the Tude era, of the Attitude era, era, but it, it really is. It's, it's so good. The Brood fucking... I love that music.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some fun uh, themes in this era, but none of them are really oh, articulated sure. upon. Jim Johnson, that is a man who fucking articulated shit.
0: Jim
2: Johnson, and yeah. Of, Shouts all, out. All,
1: of, all of those themes are like... I mean, everybody knows the ass man theme, but like, if you actually <laughs> listen to that, how good to of a song is that? I think I once described that to... You. Did I describe that to you as they told him to... Okay, so you know the story about... You said like Harry Nielsen or something? You made a no, comparison. No. Okay, so you know the I and I cannot remember the name of the I can't remember which song it is sadly off of um Remain in Light by Talking Heads. Okay. With they yeah, they wrote a song based off of what they thought Joy Division was sounded like. Based entirely off of media descriptions without ever listening to Joy Division. I don't know what that would
0: be, I don't know that story, but that could be, that could definitely be a few songs from Fear of Music too.
1: Yeah, but, so this is like if they told Jim Johnson to write the Boogie Nights theme without ever watching Boogie Nights. The Ass Man theme
0: okay okay
1: doesn't it and it sounds more like something that would be on the it sounds like amber waves jumping up and down on a fucking trampoline that's what that song is <laughs> it's so i mean that that like the the realization of the songs back then is like unparalleled compared to like the shit you get today or yeah like the roh stuff like where it's just like like even the fo- the best roh themes are like literally just like 10 seconds of good and then a bunch of bullshit are does, uh, new- does
0: in house themes I guess they would wouldn't they
1: they sort of have on un- they sort of they contracted out to to weird people. Um, and then, or like, New Japan will have a bunch of themes that end up just sounding exactly the fucking same. I don't get I like that, that Osprey
0: theme. It's, whoa. I like that.
1: Whoa. That's good. <laughs> it <laughs> reminds
0: me, me of, uh, my, my all-time favorite shitty theme song, which is Randy Orton. Hey,
1: nothing you can say. That's, my, Oh, God, that's, so that good, is my yeah. shit.
0: That's, that's Jim Johnson, I think, right? That's late era. That
1: might be, I believe, yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, obviously it's pre-CFOs. But yeah, that, CFOs, all that maybe. stuff, they, they come up with like a cool riff. And then it they just repeat it like fifty five times? Yeah, yeah, no it's for sad. sure.
0: Not to stick on this too long, but I think one of the most underrated uh uh themes in that era that nobody ever talks about is the Undertaker's like metal theme. Sure. It's it's just it's very similar uh to the to the his usual graveyard symphony or whatever. Uh, I think it has notes of that, but then it's just got some like real like douchey guitar playing. Really like that. I loved it as
1: a kid. But to add to this back to Dick Togo, the Kayantai theme originally intended for Taka is a really fucking good complete song, too. And And every Japanese
0: person came out to it for, like, 15 years, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds... And, again, you get these things with, like, like... um kana's theme oscar's theme is fucking cool but it's like not really a full song this is theme, realized-
0: her theme reminds me of uh 21st century schizoid man
1: exactly yeah it feels like 21st century schizoid man uh if slightly covered by iron made i mean not iron made black sabbath
0: and black stuff. sabbath and then also covered again by cfo they've only heard the sabbath version <laughs>
1: Yeah, it has, it's like, it doesn't have the... It's complete... prog filtered
0: through through uh, Doom Metal, filtered through CFO.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that stuff, and it's like, all of that shit is, it's like, this has like a charm to it, but it's like, these are like articulated songs, and it's, I mean, he did more for the Attitude Era than almost anyone, basically, it's it's oh, for sure. stupid to think about. Did the, he, but anyway, I guess he, fact... did,
0: he did, uh, one more thing, he did the Austin theme, right? Yes. That, what is more iconic than... The glass breaking and burn out, burn Like, that's just like there. That is the that is the the peak of wrestling as a fucking uh, business, at least in the modern era. And if there is a song to associate with it, it is the glass breaking and that shitty guitar playing like that is
1: that uh, is it. Um, anyway, um, the match. So, this match kicks ass. This is a three and, and a half minutes. strange. Yeah, it's a stra- It's a tiny little match, and it kicks ass. This is just a sort of strange dynamic because I, uh, Togo's basically the face here, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think the Attitude Era is weird because people get pops for being cool and not for playing healer face. Um, but yeah, Christian doesn't really get a pop, even though he is clearly a very cool guy wearing a hot, a hot topic long sleeve T shirt. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Togo kind of schools <laughs> him early on. Plasters him with a drop kick uh, out of like a. He like pops him up like a pop up power bomb, and then he drop kicks yeah. him, and then he bounces off. Uh, Christian is face down, looks up, like he's sort of like he's an invisible man is holding him in a camel clutch position, sort of. Togo just plasters him with a second drop kick, like low drop kick to the face, um, and then he does a chop, like a hard chop, which I was just like, man, I'm surprised that the, the white guy is letting Dick Togo do chops to him on Shotgun Saturday night. Uh, and then oh. he does a fucking, like, back handspring elbow. Then he does another chop, goes for another back spring, back, back handspring elbow. And then, Christian catches him in, like, a sleeper hold, transitions it, uh, a la Sonata. Another yes. another guy who's cool and dresses cool and looks really cool, um, transitions it to his fantastic reverse DDT, the one where he falls forward with it, um, yeah. instead of the Sting version where you, like, the Sting version is, like, super dangerous, actually, because you can snap the head back really bad, um. The
1: one, yeah, and the one where you, uh, end up taking, like, kind of a bump on yourself, Yeah, you take a bump, yeah, yourself, a bump so.
0: too, yeah, somebody might as well be giving you a reverse DDT at the same time, um. Yeah, I, Christian has offense. Uh, I, I he has a lot of offense, and he does pretty much all of it in this three and a half minutes.
1: Yes, um, we get. I mean, and we get like. I mean, there's not a lot. It's just so cool. It's it's such a like. Um, WWF is not renowned for its uh, syndication show gems. It should be. There's so much good
0: jacked in metal and shotgun and superstars. It's just... It's so much fun. And even going earlier, Action and uh, and Mania, or Action Zone...
1: Action Zone has so many, like, legit fucking cool-ass matches, like the famous click tag, where Nash is, like, fucking dead on the apron, and then just... I mean, so many... It's just, like, such a cool... It's a very – it's very strange because it's one of those things where if you just have enough talent, but it's never – but people will – to this day will will seemingly sort of just feel like WWE does not have enough talent. It seems (laughs) bizarre. I should it always, we should be
0: watching main event. I think. I think me and you should just watch main event in two hundred five and just. Be I'm like going to say this stands. completely
1: unironically because I was thinking about um some kick ass Jack Gallagher matches that we're gonna have a good brothers episode in the like next six months. That's yeah. just like ten short ass matches. We can do that. sick that fucking sick Gulak Gallagher match from the NXT Dude, UK title tourney Tony what Larkin.
0: <laughs> Biff Busick and Drew Gulak are wrestling at SummerSlam tomorrow.
1: I fucking know it, but like, who gives a shit? That's a good enough. That's a good enough. And
0: if it's five minutes, that's a great five minutes because, as as we've shown, as we've been shown, Oni Lorcan can have the greatest five minute match of all time. Him and Drew Gal, uh, uh, Drew. Drew Galloway. <laughs> Gallagher. Uh, that's the other guy. Uh, Drew Galloway from, from NXT from, like, April of last year is one of the greatest five-minute matches of all time. So even if they go five, if they go 20, forget about it. Um, yeah. Drew, Drew, get- uh, Drew uh, Cordero is going to be losing his fucking mind for that. You know it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of those guys. Uh, even if they're on the fucking the D show or whatever. It's so who fucking cool. A-
1: who fucking gives a shit? Yeah. They're getting <laughs> they're paid. Getting- Yeah, it's like wow. It's like like there's always a story that Shannon Moore like like I I think it's like it's like what what was it like to be wasted on the WWE roster? It's like well, I got a house and a truck out of it.
0: I paid for all of these (laughs) tattoos, and I had plenty to spend on more. Like, come on now. Um,
1: It's like it's like uh worse things have happened in my life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's Um, better than teaming
0: with Jesse Neal. we, hey, me and Jesse Neal went twenty five minutes with, uh, with, with, the outsiders the other night. It was the worst night of my life. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Fuck that. Um, Christian's offense, flying tornado DDT, like leaping from the second and doing a one eighty spin, really cool. He does a falling forward power bomb. Uh, yeah. Togo keeps kicking out of this big offense. And I was just like, this has got to be the end. Right. And then Togo actually makes a late, uh, late match comeback. It's an awesome power slam. Uh, and I think at some point here, uh, oh, this is, yeah, the Power Slam gets a near fall. This is where Kevin Kelly does the one, two, we got a new champ. No, just two, which is super funny to me. Kevin Kelly, three minutes into a three and a half minute match, doing the, like, big, big match near fall. We got a new champ. Oh, so close. For Dick Togo,
1: who yeah. is wearing oh.
0: jorts and a fucking ripped up, uh, I don't know, like, uh, Screeching Weasel t shirt or whatever the fuck he's wearing. Um, yeah,
1: for the, for the, uh, Little Red Belt. I actually love that, that belt. That belt's cool.
0: Do you remember that story that John Thorne told where he was like trying to get, uh, Gilberg to come and do a signing at an AIW show? Uh, and he was like, but you have to bring the light heavyweight title. It's, it, it, <laughs> if you're going to take photos at the show, you have to bring the light heavyweight title. And I think Gilberg was like, I don't, I don't have. I don't have one of
1: those. <laughs> I have no clue who would have X-pop.
0: X- well, the deal is, is you get it made and then you, then you, then you, oh, of course. Yeah, you yeah. bring in Jerry Lynn and you bring it you bring in all the illustrious history of light heavyweight champions and you just put it on them for, for photo ops. Uh, and then, and then that's step one. Then step two is question marks. And then step three is dollar signs. <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Um, and then, you know, basically, and then we get Togo or, uh, not more or less running into uh the. What was it? Was it was not the imp- on prettier at this time. But what it was? The, no, was he it gets.
0: M- we should we should talk about his other two. He gets two high spots. Also, yes, he gets yes. a big frog splash. I thought he was going up for the Centaun.
1: Oh yeah, that looked. It was totally strange. You don't think of him doing the no. frog splash. It looked like look. he expected
0: oh. Christian to move. Actually, he like almost yeah. overshot it, but it's. Like fuller impact than he meant, and then he does go up and, and goes for the senton, Uh which the other commentator besides Kevin Kelly, I'm not sure who it was, but he says that's an interesting move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the insight. Uh, and then uh, yeah. Michael
1: P.S. Hayes, yeah, whoever it was.
0: Yeah, Doc. Um, the unprettier is what I wrote down, uh, but but the commentators say they've never seen that move before. So that move's stupid. It looks good here.
1: It, there's a way to do it that I always think about, but you have to do it, like, re- you have to do it basically as a reversal, and you can't do it as a finisher. It's an invert, it's like the, in- it's basically a lethal uh, injection type of, if you just throw it out, people would flip their fucking shit, but it, everyone bitched about that as a finisher yeah. for years. Oh, so, Like, yeah. the kill switch, but it's like, it, The kill it's switch, that is that big. what
0: he called it later on?
1: Yeah, yeah, that, which is funny to think about that in, like, the PG era, that it, got him more problematic
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's there's another name for it right the the impaler is that the impaler
1: yeah yeah i think yeah when uh during the vampire goth god
0: yeah so that's probably
1: about uh, about you know about edge and people just like loving and like how like john uh, a foreign um apparently that's like but it's like man i really love sexy goths
0: yeah no of course of course
1: uh, anyway,
0: um, yeah, no, this is cool. I'm going to link this for sure. I'm going to link all the stuff that I can, and I might upload a couple things for the purposes of this because I want people to see this stuff. Uh, but Dick Togo versus Christian, three and a half minutes from Shotgun Saturday Night, a okay by my standards, man. I'm 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 down
1: absolutely.
0: Um, all right, so after this, he worked through 99, I believe. Um, I got his cage match up. I want to get a sense of like what he yeah. was doing. Um, and let's see, 99. He he actually doesn't work in Mishinoku Pro again until 2001, which is kind of shocking.
1: Yes, um, he is part of the exodus for Osaka Pro.
0: Okay, so that's what happens. Uh, c- yeah. Do you know, does Delphin have a falling out with... Uh, or Super Delphin, of course, created Osaka Pro in 99?
1: Uh, yeah, I think there's a somewhat of a... I think it's a relatively amicable, but I think it's partially um, touring schedule because, of course... Osaka, south end of Japan, relatively sure. south end of Japan, uh, and just sort of wanting to be able to do his own thing, and also like, I don't know. I guess it's sort of like, um, it, it's just better to be able to flux and the like, change in the talent. I can't imagine that Sasuke had the world's biggest budgets, so, sure. um, you know, like making work with who we could, like a uh, TM Four who. Spoilers is going to come up. Um, and guys like, and then bringing in guys like, uh, Chris Daniels, Jody Fleisch, so on. Um, so, and, and he, there's that's actually, um, that was a home for, um, Crazy Max in particular, but a a lot of the other guys before Toriumon Japan started rolling in particular. Like, that's just sort of like, he was cobbling, and that 99, uh, run. Mission Vinishnok is Actually very very good. Um I haven't
0: seen a whole lot of it, but yeah, it's it's sort of the proto Toriyama, I guess, right? They, they, yeah, they it's, rely it's, a lot on ultimos guys.
1: Yeah, it's very it's it's very fun, but it, and it's it doesn't it's it can't compare it to the to the glory days, but it's it's shows how when those moments hit for Sasuke, you get them later in like the late 2000s sure. with uh Hayato and uh your and so like He is adaptable. Uh, he gets yeah, it. he can he he can strike uh, strike when the iron's hot if the if he can keep the iron hot. He knows so he how can, to
0: he knows how to like at least like get like three quarters full of a crowd for for Corrigan with a main event with the yapper men. He's, Yeah, he's he's good at promoting and he understands how to work an audience regardless of the talent that he has. Uh, yeah. I think I, I don't think we'll probably talk about Sasuke anymore on this, but uh, I I can't find any information on the split. Um, but I do see as that- far as
1: I know it was it was basically amicable, and then there is the a semi reunion um, by about 2003. So. Okay,
0: well, so Dick Togo works his last WF, WWF dates. Um, it looks like in early 99 working Puerto Rico, uh, Ida Puerto Rico, um, Pinones, yeah, Canones, I guess. Uh, is that right? Is that the guy's yeah. name? Uh, yeah, Victor yeah, Quinonez. Yeah. Uh, WWF slash IWA Puerto Rico house shows, it looks like, which is, I don't know, if th- I'm sure this isn't anywhere, uh, but he wrestled Pantera. He teamed with Take Mo- Take Uh That was in February. was the last time he's got a listed for cage match.
1: I believe that, yeah, there's a uh, Ricky Banderas match that I believe... That's is right. Gonna, uh, the, I've heard isn't great, but at the same time, I, yeah. don't, know that that's pe- I don't know that that's peak for when I would want to put those two guys together. If you put those two guys together in 2010, well, sure, um, different sure. fucking story. But yeah. Still.
0: Togo hadn't, like, unlocked his, like, intense brawling skills until, like, the yeah. mid-2000s.
1: It is very interesting. Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about...
0: Well, I, I do want to say he does, he does appear on the first ever Osaka Pro show. Uh, the first tour is called the Osaka Pro Debut Spicy Series. Um, oh, you there? Uh-oh. We did it again. All right. All right, folks. (laughs)
1: one of those in a while. Yeah, that was very strange. Yeah. Uh, especially because it was like, all right, we got this shit done. And then like a fucking hour and a half in. Something yeah, like no, we're. I think, we've,
0: I think we've done well. Um, we will get back to Osaka Pro here in a little bit. Um, but first we have from 2002, this is August 25th? Is yes. Right? August 25th yes. for the Tohoku Junior Heavyweight title, the tournament final um, this is Dick Togo versus Tiger Mask. It's Tiger Mask 4, but he's listed just as Tiger Mask in most of the things yeah. I can find. Uh, in this tournament, this was a block tournament, I believe. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, round-robin sort of thing. Dick Togo defeated Orihara and the Great Sasuke. Uh, now, around this time, Dick Togo was working all kinds of places. He was working with Shinoku Pro again, uh, since 2001, um, he wrestled in Mobius. Do you know what that yeah, is? Or,
1: yeah, Orihara's weird fat. Yeah. Um, I I, like that. We love that man so much. I've okay. never
0: watched Mobius, but I knew that it was Orihara's thing. He's the best. Um, he worked uh, at DDT Max Bump that year, um, which is one of their you know yearly shows. He worked at Toriyomon Show. Uh, he worked a few Zero-One shows. He worked WEW, the Kanemura Company, of course, the post FMW uh, Kanemura project. He teamed with Gato and Jado uh, at, at the Tokyo Dome for New Japan. He wrestled in Ring of Honor a couple times. Uh, he re- I, this is probably really good. Dick Togo and Akudo Hadaka versus uh, Little Guido and Tony Mamaluke from Unscripted. Yes,
1: uh, as far as I, as far as I remember, that match is uh, kick ass.
0: I bet, I bet. And uh, him and him and Hadaka uh, were teaming a lot in that era. They faced uh, Spanky and Loki on a Z One show. I've probably seen that. He worked for MLW uh, and then K Dojo uh, the next year and he was he was all over um but primarily uh Michinoku Pro uh was you know his home and he wrestled Tiger Mask 4 uh for this title uh, now he comes in with taped ribs uh in the Tohoku uh Junior Belt I do want to say later held by guys like Fia- uh Fujita Hayato uh Fujita Junior Hayato uh, or Hayato Junior Fujita
1: um <laughs> yeah his name Both. is, I like that he doesn't give a fuck about his name, but I also just call him, uh, of Vegeta every time I fucking, cause I just don't like listen, bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, held, uh, a few times by Keno, uh, the, I keep saying, uh, I'm trying to reduce my uhs, but it's, uh, hard. The future GHC champion, Keno, of course. GHC yeah. like actual heavyweight in modern Noah. Uh, let's not go into that. Uh, but in the early 2000s, me, and my friends, and most of the people on Death Valley Driver uh, thought that Tiger Mask 4 fucking sucked, especially compared to other New Japan juniors. He seemed boring, lazy, just not much going on. And I've never gone back to reevaluate He's obviously like reinvented himself pretty well as like a high-end, grumpy old shit-kicker in the modern New Japan junior division. Um, but I, this match did not
1: convince me that he was that good. <laughs> Uh that's, I I think this is mostly all, um mostly a great Togo performance, but I think he yeah. I think a lot of Tiger Mat he does a lot of good things that I think are very subtle, and I think he I think there's a lot of ideas in this match that I really like. There's a lot of things that sort there's a lot of like block strikes that come off really great, encounters into things that look very impactful. Like one of the things that I really love is there's. Um, Tiger Mask sets up Togo for a uh, a Van Daminator uh, effectively, and basically Togo swipes it away with the chair. Like a matador,
0: like he, yeah, he, he sort of just matador
1: sidesteps it, and then just blasts him with a chair shot. Yeah, which fucking very cool. This one's just very. Stri- it's just like it's a cool sub fifteen minute double. double juice. Blood. Yeah, it's, it's just very. Sh- I don't know. I think. The, the, I think Tiger Mask, um we see some of the shootier stuff, and that's, like, I think where, like, he most excelled, which is very strange, considering that, like, especially because he was brought in in New Japan, but he was brought in not to do that, essentially. He was yeah. not supposed to. But, well, like, if you bring, it, if you look at UFO, he has matches with guys like Hadaka. I haven't seen any ass. of that. I haven't yeah, seen Yeah, that's any, very, that
0: it's. Pre, Pre-Tiger Mask gimmick?
1: No, that, that was, was part as, of the Tiger okay. Mask gimmick. He's only ever worked at t- as Tiger Mask. That's what I thought. Shit. I
0: wasn't I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that if Tiger Mask... if it, Tiger Mask should be able to do shoot shit. Sayama, he invented the fucking genre, right? Yeah. Um, like, all right, so I, I do... Most of my notes here are more on Togo being great. Um, let's see. The crowd is huge. Um, lots of standing room-only people in the back. I, I'm always impressed by the size of these crowds. Um, yeah, I don't know if like consistently they did like the same kind of numbers that like Dragon Gate does now. For whatever reason, Dragon Gate is seems like one of the most popular promotions in the world. Um, I don't understand why, but this is for for like what the fifth biggest promotion in two thousand two in Japan, right? Is that yeah, probably fair to say fifth biggest. Sure. Yeah, probably below Toriyama even. Um, they do really well. Uh, wrestling was hot in the early 2000s. There's no denying it. Um, Togo dismantles the leg. Uh, he, he gives him, so there's a moment early on where, where Tiger Mask Ford gives him an arm ring, arm ringer. Um, he does like a standing surfboard stretch that is just like a, a move that shouldn't be done ever unless it's like Billy Robinson and, and Noki like working a long sequence. Um, Then he does an arm ringer the wrong direction, Um, which most people wouldn't notice, but an arm ringer should only be done one way. Um, It should never be done the other way. Uh, he, he He grabs that arm ringer, and then Togo gives him, like, a hellacious dragon screw, locks in a tight figure four, wraps his leg around the post, bashes it with a chair, uh, then he's, like, removing the turnbuckle pad, smashing his face into that, ripping his mask, back of the chair into the forehead, like, the spine of the chair. Um, that, Togo, so watching Tiger Mask 4 do an arm ringer wrong, and then watching Togo just fucking dismantle him, um, just really led to me being like, "Oh yeah, I I still don't think Tiger Mask Four is very good," and this is this is him getting outclassed in every way, not just in the story of the match, but in the meta story of just he just is not he is not up to task in in my opinion for this. Um, but you like him, right? I mean, I don't mean to. I
1: I like him, and I think he really, I think he has a lot of good fiery. I think he has good fire in this match, but I do think that it's sort of. I think he's a little bit along for the ride, but I don't think that, but Togo had become, I, I, like, this is, a, like, a match that Togo would go on to work a lot. It's yes. not a match that Tiger Mask would go on to work too often. So it's I like, think Togo has an idea important. for what he wants to do already. So, it's sort of, like, no, no matter what, Tiger Mask is going to be the passenger here.
0: Yeah, I think this is very important in the context of this show and in the context of his later career because, we'll, we're going to talk about the Honda match and the Billy Kin Kid match. I think it's those. Those are matches where he is the the, the maestro, but not working as a maestro. Obviously, um, there are matches with bloodshed, and him just sort of leading a guy who isn't as good. You know, quite quite frankly, um, Tiger Mask Four isn't as good. Antonio Honda definitely not as good. Billy King Kid definitely not as good as Dick Togo. Very very few are, um, but him working this just driver's seat shit right and and he he's he does so many good things he blades <laughs> the cameraman is the enemy of this but um <laughs> luckily we got to see him blading while in a sleeper hold and passing the blade off to the ref and just like quickly like really really good fluid blade job um I, I didn't expect Double Juice, actually, in this one. Uh, tiger Mask has a tiger suplex, because of course he does, um, that he, he can't, he tries to the, the tiger suplex hold, but he can't hold on to the arm, so he grabs half a waist lock. Um, like, just stuff like that. Little things, little, like, you, your tiger mask, do the things that Tiger Mask should do, but do them right. Um, they go to the top, tease a tiger suplex from the top. Uh, and Togo does his backward kick to the balls, you know, the classic, yeah. you've got me in a waist lock. How do I escape? Well, I'm just going to, uh, bend my knee quickly, send my heel up your butthole and my ankle's going to catch you in the fucking nuts. And he does that for- on the top rope, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Uh, uh, the top rope blade, uh, blade job, top rope, uh, low blow like that. Um, he has got a great flatliner. Which he doesn't, oh,
1: that flatliner looks fucking great. He yeah, doesn't do it he, in any
0: other matches that we watched, did he? No. He does plenty of pedigrees though, and uh, and we'll. T- I want to talk a little bit about his pedigree later on, but he does a Pepsi plunge in this match. Yes, the fourth pedigree that he actually hits uh, leads to the finish, but the the third is off the top rope. Um, Pepsi plunge, not a move you see very often. <laughs> do people
1: still know what the Pepsi plunge is? It's weird. To, I do people still know who cm punk is <laughs>
2: Man,
0: Yeah, they they chant for him during uh probably drew gulak matches actually during 205 live because that's where the cruiserweights are and that's what cm punk was right um yeah. i'm not a you know i'm not a huge fan um he's okay he's fine we'll get to it's that. fun
1: to, it's it's more fun to make fun of him than it is to like him
0: yeah kevin nash called him a, a skinny a skinny fat midget or whatever i i like that um this this whole thing though, uh, he Togo wins the centon. Um, it felt like a good lucha match. It felt like a not a not like a high end mask match or anything, but like a like something we'd get a handheld of these days. You know, Ari's versus Belial or whatever working uh,
1: like a a Koa Kalko Yeah,
0: Coacalco or Sen Luis Mateos or whatever. Um, I'm probably mixing up two places and putting them together. Um,
1: uh, Ariel, arena, Lopez, arena Lopez Mateos, Mateos, and yeah. San
0: Juan, right. Got it. All right. I was almost, it's uh, so close. It's so close. I was putting two of them together though.
1: There are, there are many great lucha in indie lucha arenas. Yeah. And, uh, some are barely arenas. One <laughs> yes. is, uh, what, one is a, a uh, junkyard. dirt lot next to, which is, um, I just saying, a junk I said yard. a junkyard. I said a
0: junkyard. We were talking yes. about two what different great places. Yes, what is El Toysadero, of
1: course, but <laughs> Arena Cosa Colo- 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 is literally a dirt lot next to a used Toyota dealership.
0: Cool, cool. That's merely one step above De- uh The un- yes. the undoing, of course. Um, after the match, Togo's awarded a trophy. Um, my alarm's going off. That's weird. Togo's awarded a trophy and then like also a big inflatable, uh, like, Bottle of beer or soda? Did you see that?
1: I don't know what to say. Yeah, I just saw maybe they got Sapporo sponsorship. Who knows? Yeah, right. Um,
0: I hear it's a fun town. Um, yeah, I I don't think that's a must see, but it's it's a, it's cool in this context. I like
1: that match more than you, but I I can't articulate why I fully. I think there's a lot of it. I think that there are things that Tiger Mask does, but I think when I think Togo gives him the shot, like and like the strike stuff. Like you can see, Tiger Mask is a guy who came, who was trained by Sayama in Shudo first before training for sure. wrestling. Sure. So there are things where he understands how to do strike sequences that aren't like the punch sequences that you'll you'll see from Togo underways, but that look very good and how to how to miss a. St- how to block a strike, how to miss a strike so it lands into a counter without it coming off as some, uh, risk control bullshit. I, I don't know. That <laughs> That's a lot of things. But I, I think he isn't in, he is incomplete. And I, I think it's sort of hard to articulate why I like him in certain contexts. But I think he, I think he served his role here. But this is just like Togo saying, like, the, just doing something that. Hand. Yeah, Togo just is like, sh- like showing a match at people had not, like, very rare, like, there, there are some scumbag, uh, Lucha Rest sort of matches, um, or, like, IWA Japan Undercard, uh, was built on those things. Sure, sure, Fuji. Yeah, but this is one that feels, like, a, like, a main event level, like, for, like, the first, um, like, bespoke, uh, Mishinoku Pro Champion, like, this feels, it feels big.
0: Was this, this was the inception of that title, then?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I wasn't and sure. I have, thought maybe,
0: but I wasn't sure. Yes,
1: the year after there is a uh, Togo Atlantis match that I have no fuck. I don't think anybody huh. fucking has, but I would love to see from Michinoku. Yeah, and yeah, cool. Michinoku Pro for the t- for that title. That is that during
0: uh, Atlantis Rudo run, or is that a little before?
1: I think that was before. Okay. Bef- yeah, like before oh, oh four
0: up. was when he went to the Guerreros or whatever. Yeah. Um. I haven't seen enough of that stuff. I haven't seen uh, early 2000 CMLL is all a blind spot. Not all, but largely. Um, okay. going to take quite the big jump here. I do want to say uh, the next match that we're covering is from February of 2010. Excuse me, February of 2010. Um, in the eight-year gap that we're not covering, he wrestled a lot in DDT, um, became sort of one of the top guys there. Uh, periodically, you know, leaving, coming, and going, as a lot of people would do in DDT. Um, he wrestled pretty much any indie in the world. Uh, I see listings for Eldorado, Zero One, a lot of Zero One. He worked a lot of New Japan here in that in that time period. Uh, Ganosuke Produce. Th- he worked the Junior Heavyweight All Japan League uh, tournament. He worked Style E. He <laughs> fucking he worked yeah. Muga. He worked something called Everybody's Pro Wrestling. Uh, just every everything that you could think of. I think he probably worked every promotion in Japan. I'm sure he probably worked at NOAA at some point, but I don't see it here.
1: I um, think he worked Noah. Uh, um, maybe in the 2010s. I think he's in a he's in a junior tag. Like that. I'm, makes sense. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. He worked a, a company called 100% Lucha in Buenos Aires, uh, Argentina in 2008. I wonder if that's anywhere. Probably not. Um, lots there's. Of
1: the- so, I, and there's some big matches, um, the IWA East Coast match, which I think you're going to right. get to with Chris Hero. He did the ladder that, match.
0: he did that and two DDT shows within the same week and it was between them. He flew to IWA East Coast to wrestle Chris Hero in a, a ladder match and then flew back like the next day and worked DDT a day later. Um, yeah.
1: What a, what a guy. Um, it's so the, great. Sh- the Sanchero Takagi cage match, which is, is sort of oh, a I've never seen him that. Or, it's basically him. I like Takagi a lot. He has a lot of personality, but he's not a great wrestler. That is Togo carrying him along for the ride. He, and, can, work, he can work
0: brawls. He's good. He's good yeah. in a, a weapons thing, obviously. him and I liked, Him and Mao. Uh,
1: yeah i like to i like takagi a lot as a person i think and he fits that role but man didn't he have so a goat. big
0: like him and like mikami maybe or maybe it was like some weirdo poison so julie had like a no rope barbed wire match at some point in the early 2000s that's like pretty brutal
1: yeah does that takagi ring a bell? Was not, yeah takagi is not without his uh ability okay but that's that's a and that's a good match for him but togo in a cage because there's yeah. the, uh, just like working like a big cage singles, like a double title match. I, I think it was for either the um, ext- he had the KOD and uh, Takagi either had the DDT extreme or the uh, iron, iron metal, metal, heavy metal heavyweight. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, a heavy weird me- match. heavy but- metal weight. Sorry yes Uh, we both
0: said it wrong um so in this time period he is also Francis Togo or Francisco Togo Um, yes
1: part of the Italian Four Horsemen with uh Pisa Michinoku Sasuke uh Sasuke and Gabbana and uh just Antonio Antonio (laughs) Honda. he didn't have to change it
0: (laughs) I knew you would know the, the names of the other ones I was not sure um, that's fun stuff. I, I'm sure they're there. I mean, obviously 2009 or 2008 DDT is not like the hardest thing to find. They had their, uh, their, their weekly TV. And a lot of that shit is somewhere. Um, it's yeah, of a very,
1: um, yeah, the stuff that Ibushi made his uh, bones out of, you know, that's, that's stuff that's around.
0: Yeah, totally. But. Francesco Togo versus Poison Sawada Julie from uh, God Bless DDT 2009. I'd love to watch that. Uh, but, next up, um, from Osaka Pro, after defeating Billy Kin Kid in July of 2009, uh, he defended it throughout the later year and became sort of a top heel in Osaka Pro and defended it against Billy Kinkid at Osaka Pro Osaka Hurricane twenty ten, February eleventh, twenty ten. Uh Osaka Hurricane is their big show of the year. This might be one of their biggest shows of all time. It seems like they've really packed yeah. the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. Um this is a yeah, huge this match.
1: Is, Yeah, this is a and this is a big run. For Osaka Pro, this yeah. twenty uh, and it's sort of lost the time in a way. For but it's important; it's super fucking influential. I mean, you have, uh, I mean, the fucking Kodage, Kodage, and fucking Harada versus yeah. the big guns. I mean, like yeah, Zeus a and lot bodyguard.
0: Of- People don't realize how much, like, how many of the top guys in, like maybe not in New Japan, but like in the other like main promotions, a lot of them came from Osaka Pro in this time. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, Keno. Of course, we talked about Harada and uh, and Kotoge, and then yeah, uh, fuck, uh, uh,
1: Tadasuke as well. Black from, Minso uh,
0: Ray, like right? Yeah. Uh, Menso Ray, uh, uh, Sushimariya.
2: He
1: was, yeah, he was. Was, well, no. Ray is um, Yohei Nakajima, oh, who came this- from the theater promotion, as far as I'm aware, Ryukyo Pro. Okay. So he did. He was also. I always also, mix those guys and, up
0: for some reason. I was forgetting. And which then, ones. but
1: Mariama was Tiger's Mask. Of was course. he Tiger's Mask? Yeah, and he had like a uh, he had a Dragon Gate title run. I think it was a secondary title, but still, that's like surprising. <laughs> I mean, he's had such a goofball career. Yeah. I. I thought Um, it was Black
0: Buffalo or something. I don't know why I thought that. No,
1: no. Black Buffalo is, uh, Kisuke Yamada, who also kicks a whole lot of ass, um, and is still around. He had a fun-ass match of Tajiri last year that pissed me off. That Um, was in All Japan? Yeah, for the,
0: uh, TV title. For the TV title. I don't remember that. I watched a lot of the Tajiri TV title, uh, the, you know, him and Akiyama is, like, one of the funniest and weirdest matches of the year, um. What's his, what is Black Buffalo's name? Say it again for me, please. Uh, Kesuke Yamada. Kesuke Yamada, like, like Liger? Yamada? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll be on the lookout for him. Um, he he makes an appearance here. He's part of Dick Togo's posse. Uh, him and Qualty, I believe, right? Um, yeah,
1: and I think uh, Goa. Um, I,
0: I think Harada might be there, too.
1: A man of many names, Goa. Goa I've always enjoyed. Uh, still good, 5,000 yeah. years old, seems like now. Um, I don't think Kishi... F- I don't think Kishiwada is around in here, here. Big Boss Magma. But yeah, magma Yeah, you can see Bodyguard, um, on Billy Ken's side, you get fucking Onryo, which is a hell of a... Hell yeah, Onryo is super second. good. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who you just recognize from that, er- if you're an indie, uh, a pro indie fan. Yeah. Uh, but fucking, all those guys are fun as shit, um... We got and, some
0: posses here for sure. And this yeah, is, yeah. And
1: that, this is, that. Ad, go ahead. Sorry. No, that adds to the match. You are going to say it. So well, yeah,
0: matter. I think there's, it's like the, the contingent of like just assholes on the outside of the ring on Togo's side is huge for this. Uh, this is probably Billy King kid's biggest match ever. Billy King kid, I yeah. don't think is like a great, great performer. Um, He is probably the top baby face in the company at this point. Excuse me. Um, you can hear women in the crowd yelling, Billy, Billy, like when he gets like, he's Ricky Morton or some shit. Um, but he's a di- very,
1: i think he's a very good like selling babyface.
0: yeah oh he's great very, dick beats he's very sympathetic him. he's not an
1: offensive powerhouse by any fucking stretch the his he, offense in
0: general is not super good um
1: it, it's not yeah it's not embarrassing but it's no, not like yeah. his focus anyway it's not like um, it's
0: not like dick is wrestling uh, uh kazuchiko kata here or something
2: it's, it's yeah <laughs> like it's, he's yeah, wrestling totally-
1: <laughs> no go ahead He's, he's wrestling a little dude who's, who's supposed to get his ass beat, yeah. and then make a nice comeback. Make and that's nice what Billy really Ken can do. He and he this rips is a very mask. He, this like, is-
0: no, it's it, this is like this. Feel, this feels like um, like old lucha guy beating shit out of like young lucha guy. This this uh, is the yeah. most lucha match I think that we watched.
1: And I think Osaka Pro is very much Osaka Pro. Um, I think Dolphin is the guy who really had an appreciation for definitely. L- yeah, for Apple Westas um, there's a big Tiger's Mask Black Buffalo match where um, – I mean because that's such a big – that is like That's maybe, where Maruyama
0: loses the mask? Yeah,
1: no, that's where, that's where a buffalo. buffalo loses the mask. I don't think
0: I've ever seen that. I would like to yeah, watch that.
1: Yeah, and that – I mean that's like our, like their version, of course, of the uh, Tiger Mask Black Tiger feud, but based sure. around the Osaka Buff- uh, the Osaka uh, baseball teams, the um, – I forget exactly – the, the – the, Henshin tiger, Henshin tiger, is that but I can't. From- it's the oryx. Or, or, I think I might just, just. I, I wish this? I
0: could help put those pieces together, but that's. So- I mean, that sounds cool. I don't know anything about that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's um, just, it's just cool. That it's just like a fun version of the classic tiger mask black tiger but just like made re- local region yeah and made i think that something. was
0: a huge part of why osaka pro was as popular as it was is because it harnessed its region and it yes, was, it was very much it was it was uh, osaka to the bone right
1: and, uh, yes it, in, in a way that ddt when it's been it's at its most popular feels like the tokyo fed sure in a way that no that other, other they stuff.
0: harness the energy of tokyo so well um just all the perversions and all of the sincerity and all of the lack of sincerity when, when necessary, if you want to, the lack of sincerity, of course, being the years long Takashita title reigns. Um, yeah, I like Uh, it too. Uh, the, the commentators do mention it's a no DQ match at some point because, uh, because I, I hear that because, (laughs) Togo's working up-
1: feet. <laughs> so, him yeah.
0: so Togo Togo beats the shit out of him. Works his lower back. He does. He gets him on the ground, uh, on the floor, and runs along the ramp and does his high. Ar- he does his like uh, rolling senton off the off the ramp uh, to the floor. Uh, Dick is. We'll, we'll talk more about his his assorted rolling sentons. Um, he does a few more, uh, and then he puts him in the ring and. Billy Kid's head is basically under the bottom rope. He's face down, and his feet are like pointed towards the center of the ring. So he's perpendicular. Is that the right? He's like the same. So Dick does his high arcing like uh, Eddie Guerrero slingshot. Um, oh, he
1: is parallel.
0: Parallel. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, he's
1: parallel, but from I'm, the opposite. I'm
0: really bad at
1: things. Yeah, but it's but he does it in the opposite way because you, you perpo- usually he does it to a perpendicular opponent okay. and like lands. Right. <laughs> like this way he like lands like right in the lower back slash ass. And the ass and the legs. Which, it's brutal. Which looks really cool. Yeah. Which does it's great.
0: Yeah, it's it's um, a it's a pointed, uh, focused attack. He then puts him in like a body scissor and just starts ripping at his mask, like untying it. And that's when I think they, they mentioned um that that it was a uh, a no DQ match. Also at some point think- in here, he does the fucking choke breaker, so our boy is M D K yes. Um, of course. But yeah, the the mask stuff and the fact that he's tampering with the mask, and the commentators feel the need to say that it's a no DQ match at that point is a testament to Delphin's like strict adherence to what what his his idea of lucha was.
1: Um, He and something that is, I mean, something that is fucking better than. I mean, like for all, I mean, what the hell is Ultimate Dragon ever like? We have one really cool one match that I still love. Um, the darkness dragon dragon kid uh i I still love that match oh yeah yeah that's cool but there's very little from from that from that perspective and like most of the stuff like they they like they were running the annual like an annual domo de la morte sort of match and it's like but it's like never like it doesn't feel like lucha at all yeah
2: like this i've I've
1: always
0: felt like that was like on like too far past the hybrid end uh toriamon Became its own thing pretty quickly, and I still liked that thing in a lot of ways. I
1: like Tor, I think Torimon, yeah, Torimon feel, feels like a like a legit promotion that does not, like, is not up its own ass, but yeah. Dragon Gate sadly went up its own ass, and Except pretty for early clearly- on. I
0: think oh four oh five Dragon Gate is pretty fucking well, cool.
1: Yeah, there's some good stuff, um, especially, like, uh, at- it's always, like, especially with some outsider stuff, that, um, to bring them back up, Kishiwada, that, that's, I think, a unique title reign that, like, that is sort of, that they probably wouldn't do, like, five or six years later. Sure. They obviously do, but that well, they'd just sort do, of Well, they would
0: just do Shingo, because Shingo is Kishiwada, and he's also, uh, like, Dragon Kid. He's all the things. He's, he can do it all. They, they love that fucking guy. Um the the thing the the difference between a place like Toriyaman and Osaka Pro is that like flavor that humility and that sort of sincere um, um,
1: it's that aim it's the audience you're aiming for and how your performers reflect the audience
0: yeah it's in touch with like, what it wants to be and and what it what it is and and what it's striving to be it's not striving to be much more than that and I think that's really like,
1: cool. Like, it's fun to think about last year when, um, the big Osaka show for all Japan when Bodyguard won the All Asia Heavyweight and Zeus, 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 Zeus the Triple Crown and Billy Ken was in their corner and it's like, Like, Bodyguard, like, fucking got into the business because he knew Billy Ken Ked and Black Buffalo from, like, from, like, they trained at his gym and they were, like, drinking buddies. And he got in the business when he was 40 years old and it's just, (laughs) like, that's perfect. That is, like, the Osaka sort of thing. Yeah. And that's all, that felt all great. Like, Do you remember Gordy?
0: Gordy the poster on Death Valley Driver?
1: Yes. The I weird know.
0: white guy who lived in Japan and was super muscular and, like, he would go to all the Osaka Pro Shows and, like, drink yeah, he's with the a, guys.
1: Yeah, he looks like a jacked Matt Forney, yes.
0: Okay, sure. That's, it. okay, yeah. I don't
1: <laughs> think people reference Matt Forney anymore, but uh, last time I saw Gordy, I was thinking a lot about Matt Forney. I'm going to
0: look up, yeah. It's at F-O-U-R-N-E-Y?
1: F-O-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R-U-R He's a bald white guy with a crappy facial hair. Yeah. That right. guy really fell out, uh, sadly. He yeah. was so funny. Yeah,
0: Matt Forney. All right. I haven't seen him in a long time. Yeah, I think Gordy is a little more attractive than him. Uh, yeah. But Gordy, Gordy was a guy who posted a lot on Death Valley Driver, uh, had his like own thread about Osaka Pro, where he would talk about, uh, like he would. I think he would share results from like a translated page. Um, but he would also just share a lot of pictures that he took him and the talent and he would just drink with these guys after the shows. It was super cool. Um, it was like sort of one of the reasons I got into Osaka pro in like 2009, 2010 is because of his posts. So Gordy, if you're out there, um, I guess Osaka Pro doesn't really run much anymore. There's something that runs there. They've,
1: but. yeah, they've had, they've come back, but it's very weird to figure out what the hell it is. It feels very, yeah. it feels very, like, legit Shindy yeah. by Japanese standards, sadly. Um, so, but l- hey. let's,
0: let's, we'll burn through this so we can get to the, the main event. The, the, well, the, kind of the main event. We got stuff to do after that, too. Um, I do want to say, I thought, all right, so Togo rips his mask, um, and then he goes for a pedigree on the apron, um, and uh, Billy Kid fights out. Is sort of backing away on the on on his back. Um, Togo runs across the apron, and Billy Kid sort of sort of gives him a monkey flip. Monkey flip, yeah, and. I- I- what insane. was supposed to happen here? I think I think what happened is what was supposed to happen. You you yeah. think that Togo's going to do a full like flip over the post, uh, but he doesn't. He just sort of goes headfirst into the top
1: of the post. It looks fucking brutal. It looks great, and yeah. it's a great momentum shift. Yeah, um, there are some really
0: that, good momentum shifts in this. Um,
1: I, I think it would have. I don't think you would have been able to pull off like a full ass like like Jerry Estrada. inverted. Yeah, and land on his own feet, and then been like, uh, and then yeah. like wait for Billy Ken to do a dive or something. I think that would have been too much anyway. Yeah, and, and then but, but Billy Ken cool.
0: does do a big dive. He does a huge senton plancha over the post off the top into the big posse into Black Buffalo yeah. and Qualty, um, and Dick is busted open, and so Billy Ken Kid goes on offense here, uh, but Dick is like i don't know he he doesn't really have time for that he doesn't really give a shit every time uh and this happens in a few other matches too billy kinkid will hit a, a big super frankenstein or whatever they does some more stuff and dick finds just a way not to hit like a big reversal like a big high impact reversal he just pulls him down into the crossface just like, yeah. I'm sick of working your match, so here, we're going to do a cross face. Or, it, he gets locked in a waist lock, and he does that low blow again.
1: It's a, it's very much a... He, he. See, like, if it was a shoot thing, it's a like keeping honest sort of thing. But it also is just like, how to control the match against someone who is A, not at your level, and B, like, is better off selling. Is yeah. better off being a sympathetic guy.
0: Yeah, uh, well, so, yeah, and, and Dick... Uh, definitely lets, uh, Billy King kid have his moments. Uh, he gets a, uh, he, he like escapes a chair shot at one point. Like he's, he's draped. He's sort of hung with his head hanging over the edge of the apron and his body, like under the bottom rope and his feet still in the ring. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and Dick goes for a huge chair shot, but he misses, uh, Billy King kid then goes for a toe peg suicida and it's, he just gets all chair. Uh, <laughs> Togo uh, yeah. just holds up the chair, to, and it's a fast tope. Um, we see this spot a lot these days, I think, but this one's really brutal. And then at that point, as he's just dead on the floor, Togo pulls the whole mask off, goes in the ring, holds it above his head. Uh, Dick's an asshole, obviously. <laughs> and then Billy Kid works like, the next like three or four minutes of the match just holding a towel over his face. Uh, which is really cool because he actually like pulls off a small package at one point, like a near yeah. fall while holding a towel in his face. Um, he gets put up in the, the shattered dreams type position. Um, and, and, uh, Togo goes for a flying knee, but Billy can kid drops down still holding a towel to his face. Togo takes a very like Harley race type, uh, yeah. flying bump over the top to the floor. Uh, very high speed, like, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, almost like uh, yeah,
1: uh, Savio's Vegas style bump. Is it
0: a Savio bump? Okay, that makes sense. That that I can see that now. I knew there was somebody who's like that's their signature bump, and it's not Harley's. Is obviously the Triple H bump. The yeah, people know. Yeah, I don't know if people know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking the, about.
1: No, no, yeah, they're 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 similar, but they're the short whip, little-
0: and you like you sort of. You'd hit back first, but you jump and you fly over and do like a fucking cartwheel flying to the floor um, yeah, yeah, I people might not know that, but they do know that they just haven't ever thought about it. Um, one thing I noticed in this match is how Togo goes for a lot of pedigrees, and a lot of the times it isn't time for him to go for a pedigree uh, It's a thing that often leads to the opponent getting like a big opening. Um, I I think part of it is I don't know if Togo's ever thought this deeply about it, uh, but like when we talk to Makabe about his like deep th- you know thought of progression and Ringcraft, craft, um, maybe I think Togo might be the kind of guy who would do a similar thing. Um, the pedigree is his setup for his finish, right? He does the pedigree, yeah. he does the senton. I think there might be something to the idea that Togo, when he does that, when he is setting up the pedigree. That he assumes they'll hit it, he'll hit the senton, he'll go home. Um, in his mind, so he's a wrestler who's always thinking multiple moves ahead, right? Yeah. But when you get to the end of your of your match, you, I've got two things left to do. Pedigree, senton, and I'm done. And in his mind, he's already drinking champagne. He's already in his van smoking crack, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons you see a lot of reversals to the pedigree. Um, he does you know, eventually hit it. And then Billy can kid actually kicks it too from the senton, which is pretty great. Um, but he's like done, done. Um, but he goes for another pedigree. Um, right after that, Billy can kid manages to fight out and hits a big air raid crash. Um, big power bomb. And this sort of all leads into the big finish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, fuck finish. Black Buffalo tries to get in with the chair, uh, makes it to the apron And it backfires. Togo goes into the chair. Buffalo is, like, screaming, like, oh, no, oh, no. It's, like, super funny and animated. You can hear him yelling and, like, sad the entire time. Um, And then, yeah, Big Lariat, Firebird Splash, the 450, as we call it, uh, gets the pin uh, for Billy Kin Kid. crowd loses their mind. Uh, A second round of streamers is thrown in the ring, which is always fun to see off of a finish uh this I think this is among like the quintessential like luchass style singles matches uh, yeah it it's, it feels like this match does feel like it could it could truly have been a main event of uh a of, you know a, a high end lucha show it's It's got uh the right tone and the right flavor, and it has a lot of stakes as most big Lucha matches do, um, even though it's just a title match, it feels very important. Um, the posse's and just the the, the mask ripping. Also, there's a moment I forgot to mention that Billy Kid does put a new mask on. It's really actually pretty funny because he's yeah. got Togo on the floor, and then the camera pans back to him, and he's just like, "Ta-da!" It's like really fucking. <laughs> uh, Billy Kid's good here. He's not a great wrestler, but he's good here, and Togo holds his hand through the best match of his career. And I think I had this as my number three match of 2010 when I. Uh, back in 2010 when I made that list. So, I I loved this. This was not on the list that you gave me for this. Uh, this was one of my requests. I really wanted to watch this match again and I'm happy to say it holds up.
1: <laughs> it's completely worth, yeah, it's, it was, I was happy to watch it too. Same. Yeah. Um, okay, so...
0: Moving on to him mm-hmm. hand-holding somebody else.
1: Yes. Not the final match, but main event time because yeah. it's one of the best matches ever wrestled. Uh, yeah, January thirtieth, two thousand eleven, uh, KOD title unification match, Antonio Honda versus Dick Togo at Corken Hall.
0: From Dick Togo's quote-unquote retirement tour. Um, yeah,
1: this is the this is the um, yeah. He's only got a couple more months in D D T. Yeah, he won the belt from Hiroshima. Maybe. Um, no, he won it from Makaratsu.
0: Okay, uh, back in October. uh, That's a really cool match, I think. Um, Yeah. I actually sent that to somebody who asked about that, and I I, I was like, oh, it's on the ditches. And they're like, I don't know the ditch. I don't know her.
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) This was my Uh, 2011
0: match of the year, possibly my favorite match of the decade. Um, Honda, I think, may have won a fan vote or some bullshit to receive this opportunity. Does that sound...
1: Okay, so he was interim title challenger because Togo had to miss a... Match in December. I forget who he defeated. I want to say it was it was someone sort of. It wasn't like a top guy, so instinctively I want to say it was Michael Nakazawa, but I'm not sure. Uh I I would need to check cage match, but but so but it was basically like like they weren't going to strip Togo, and it was so here's your here's your shot. Yeah, you. Um, and it might have been a fan vote to determine who would get the interim. Real title sports time. build with the with the interim titles. <laughs> um, so I h- like interim titles. Yeah, it's, I think I, I think it's, it's cool there's... too. I think it's it's, uh,
0: it's completely like integral to MMA and scheduling for MMA. I think it's like super important for that and for boxing. Um, but yeah, Honda is basically a comedy wrestler, right? I mean, he's yes. a total fucking goofball. He he has a history he's... of being Dick's like derpy little brother in the Italian stable. Um, the Italian Four Horsemen, he is the biggest underdog of all time in this. Like,
1: Yes, he is He is a man who is actually shorter than Dick Togo. He
0: is, but he's got a thickness to him, and that will come into
1: play. He is a big, um, and that that is worth, and I think this match is incredible. Um, I think, like, Togo holds his hand, but I think what he does is, I, I think it's different from him holding his hand, holding even Billy Ken's hat. I think this is feels like more of, Honda, I think there's a lot more meta to this. I think there's a the sense of Honda knows this is his one shot. This yeah. is his one shot, but bam, it's going to be against bam. the guy who like trained him, the guy who is his mentor. the guy who, in
0: the music. you
1: <laughs> Yes. The guy who loves him, genuinely does care about him. Mom's his,
0: spaghetti, right? Mom's spaghetti yeah. in the Italian stable. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, but he will beat his fucking ass out of way. Yeah. But Honda is not a stupid wrestler. He's a comedy guy. Because he's smart enough he to know is. that he's a 5'5", five, five, uh, forty pound, man, a pasty man from Mushroom Cut, that he's better off doing the fairy tale spots and uh, all of that shit than trying to convince people that actually he's great, like, like he's a Piqueno Jun Izumita or something, you know? But,
0: it's like, I, Izumita is interesting. That's an interesting comparison. Um, yeah, uh, I don't. Someone, I don't think about Izamita almost ever. So, but I forget uh, he someone, existed.
1: Yeah, someone. Uh, so just one of those guys who's like, maybe, maybe Hon Taman Honda is better. But yeah, no, nah, I think that's, that's like,
0: well, I don't know. He's well.
1: What I mean is, someone who is like ha- it was clearly good, but is like has to work for everything, has to convince the entire world every match that sure. they're good. Well, if like, Honda has that,
0: Honda has that Kobashi match from April of '03, this is that for Honda for, for Antonio. Antonio. Honda. Um, yeah, it's
1: that. It's that like one shot match. Yeah. And this is
0: <laughs> mom's like,
1: T- Togo is fully <laughs> willing to give him everything. As long as he know, but he, but Honda also knows all of his own weaknesses, and the only and Toga knows them just as well. It he is a very
0: that, charitable performance from from Dick Togo. He clearly cares a, about about uh, Antonio Honda,
1: and he and I think both guys have thought about like what this match would be like. Um, oh, this is a lot of,
0: super well thought out match. The, yes, the, the first ten minutes of this match are. Just beautiful for for the the way that it's paced and the the, the long control section of Honda. Um, sorry, it's not, I, you were gonna launch into so go for it.
1: No, but I mean, like no, but my part was going to be after that. So so like yeah, like Honda is a guy who he's grabbing the arm, he's grabbing that left arm every single time. He, he is a you fucking
0: hammerlock god. I cannot yeah. believe. This hammerlock, this, this, the arm ringer shtick that he does, um, he does these, he does every single thing that you could do with a hammerlock, basically.
1: Yeah, these snaps, um, you know, uh walkie uh, get holds into the hammer lock he every single time that like he togo frees himself he grabs it back he's a fucking shark it's it's great yeah the
0: arm ringer that he he does it where he like lifts the guy up and puts the pressure on the shoulder when they're down he does the pointed elbows um, just all of the best stuff that you could want out of an extended arm ringer and hammer lock sequence like a top wrist lock that he um, togo like does basically does, uh, like, arm drags out of the top wrist lock, uh, which is, the top wrist lock A completely forgotten hold these days. Like, a a staple of, like, early 80s, like, just rest hold, uh, uh, token grappling at the beginning of a shitty match. But a cool, a cool hold,
1: the top wrist lock. It's the kind of thing that, like, it and the hammer lock, like, those are things that when done right, look amazing. I think of the yeah. Arn Regal match from Slambery. Oh same, yeah, sure. Um, Super Bowl ninety four.
0: I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I could see Arn and Regal uh, doing yeah. a lot of good hammer locks. Uh, he so Togo keeps like uh, arm dragging him over from the top wrist lock, and like but Honda fluidly like uses the momentum to get back the leverage, get back the upper hand. He uses like that extra weight because he is a, a thicker man. Um, yeah
1: every time he gets a chance to roll over togo yeah. and use that size he does it 's cool beautiful.
0: it's and and then on the third one togo does actually break it uh but then when Honda reaches his feet, he runs over and togo's like gassed he 's like he 's still down on one knee uh Honda goes and grabs another hamlock hammer lock it's this is it 's just like masterful like seventies holds shit i i i in my head, I, I love this match, obviously. I've loved this match ever since it happened. And it was my match of the year two thousand eleven. But in my head it was I, I only remember what happens post Blade Job. Um, I forgot that this is a just as pure old school fucking shitty grappling as, as you can get. Um,
1: it's just it's very very scummy and and then you get your like basically, and then we get to a transition, and this is one part of like Togo and Honda each knowing like to- Honda knows his weakness. It is cardio, and it is the fact that he is a he is a big tub of, glu- uh, tub of glue, yeah. and. I- Togo gets on at body scissors and Honda's ready to die there. Yeah. Well, but- he, so yeah,
0: Honda makes a big mistake early where he releases the arm. He bounces off the ropes to go for like a, some kind of impactful attack. And Togo's awareness just clicks in and he kitchen sinks his ass. And yeah, we get a, we get a pretty long control segment here. Um, there is, a, I think there's an interesting like cognitive dissonance you sometimes have to do with wrestling where the guy performing the role of like the dumb shit is doing it so well, that in your head you know, well, he's performing this role so well. Uh, because he, yeah. the performer has thought out the mindset of the character so well. Like, it's a this is a high-class performer um, playing the role of an idiot, you know?
2: Yes.
0: Uh, but Togo's obviously allowing himself for much of the early portion of this match to make these mistakes. Uh, he goes for pedigrees two different times, which is obviously something that I mentioned in the last segment. Um, two different times he fails to lock in the pedigree because he can't lock in the double underhook because he's had his arm worked over for the last ten minutes. Um, He allows himself to make these mistakes um, and then find other openings. And it's interesting to consider the amount of forethought uh, as well as just, like, on-the-fly understanding of pace and, like... Checking the pulse of the audience, right? That must be going on in the moment in Togo's head. He's clearly a master, but I think Honda is as well because he is in there. He's he's the character he's playing is one that is, uh, one of like subverting expectations, allowing himself yeah. to play like vulnerable vulnerable dumbass, uh, comedy guy in over his head, but also. 1977 wrist lock savant it's like a it's this is a great performance by both these guys they both complement each other so well they both clearly like love each other as people or else this wouldn't gel as well as it does yeah the,
1: like you can see like the is from honda's standpoint it's like what okay i'm facing dick togo this is the guy who trained me this is the guy who's been my mentor. what is everything he's ever told me what is everything he's ever taught me right everything he's ever taught me i gotta throw back at him right and what and uh, there's no other way I get, like I can't forget a single thing he's ever told me, uh, or I'm gonna lose. Yeah. Uh, in like ten seconds, and it's and it's just great. And but see,
0: every time he does, like he tries to go punch for punch with fucking world class lucha boxer Dick Togo, that never works out for anybody, right? Um, yeah. He every time he goes back to that, it's just like I, I'm thinking, like in in the in the story of the match, I'm thinking, boy, you got to go back to that arm. Like th- if it ain't broke, don't try and fix the shit. Just like. Don't try to brawl with this guy. Um, and we do get to the turning turning point after he's just consistently outclassed and everything but arm ringers. <laughs> it's
2: the one yeah. thing he
0: does better than Togo, which is just hilarious. Um, he hits a nice so- tope suicida. Uh, t- tope suicida, that's when you uh, have a wig on and you do a tope. <laughs> yeah, uh, He manages to somehow bash his forehead into Dick's shoulder as he does the tope. Um, I don't really understand why he gets cut here. That's one it's weird thing It's very strange. About
1: there's, it. on, there's, like, a weird noise, and then you can see uh, Daisuke Sasuke, oh, like, over him, and I don't know if he blades, and it, and it doesn't yeah. last the entire match. So it doesn't know... I don't know if he gets cut open hard way, and he, like, landed on, like, this, like the bottom of a chair, or, like, right. the lip of the chair, but it's very... It's, it looks good, and it looks like he, bleeds- he really... He bleeds well, but not for a long time. Um, and it looks, and it really gets the fuck over that he took a gigantic risk. Yeah. That he needed to take to, if he had any and shot. And it didn't pay off. It
0: didn't match. pay off at all. Like, that's the thing, too, is he he, he did more damage to himself in that moment. Uh, but he still fights. He gets his fucking forehead stomped on. Uh, like, precision punches to the cut. Like, uh, uh, what, Dick does, like, a, a big fist drop. You know, the, uh, yeah, you know, he's watched plenty of fucking Memphis for sure. Um, he so Honda gets up and at some point here he starts doing the like the the Terry Funk esque wild swinging lefts yeah. and rights, but Togo's just backing off and peppering him with those punches. Um, Togo grabs a sleeper and Honda just looks sad, like he's just yeah. and he's down in the sleeper. And Togo like does like the headstand for extra leverage, which is completely unnecessary. Um and then we we get a really good tease of like the the three arm drop KO the old school yeah. you know uh and when when the third arm drops on Honda he does like a little windmill thing with the arm it's yeah, like super he, goofy like, and great
1: it's super it like it's like I have to get the circulation back it's one of those things that seems mm, sure it's very it seems thoughtful but also seems so goofy at the same time it's it's very I don't know it's very Ant- Antonio Honda is the guy who has fought I think that, I mean, we're talking like nine years, le- eight years later, um, on a career that is where he is a DDT mainstay for a reason. Sure. And it's like he is a guy who understands how to look like an idiot. In a genius way, yeah, and, no and, no way and still hold it.
0: some credibility, like yeah, some legitimate credibility, and, and look like he had a great match or not great match, but he had a good match with Takashita last year, and uh, yes, on very House very Show. good,
1: and it it was very like a He Got some near falls in,
0: I believed him, you know, like yeah, yeah,
1: like and like you know he got in his sort of he got in his uh gone the little fox spot. Like he knows how to work an audience too. Like he has learned so much. He learned so much from Togo and you can see it in this match. It's very, it's, but yeah. So he gets, so so he
0: works up to his feet from that. I, um, I hear my kids, so we're not going to dwell too, too much longer. Um, I, he works his way up to his feet, elbows out of the headlock, hits the ropes, get cut off of the hard clothesline, comes back immediately with this clumsy super kick that just inexplicably lands right on the money. And then they do a big double, yeah, double clothesline spot for like the KO 10 count, uh, tease and Honda's like cross-eyed dummy selling of the, of the following onslaught of punches and buckle shots. Uh, it's not an exposed turnbuckle this time, right? No. Togo cares too much about Honda to do that. It's not, Togo's not playing full heel here. He cares. Um, but it leads perfectly into his. He he puts down the strap. Jerry Lawler flurry of like Roddy Piper ask lefts and rights the windmill style punches. Uh, each one landing so on point. Crow's losing their mind. Um, and Dick does that. Like, la- Good
1: that l- that last uppercut.
0: Yeah, the windmill. He does like a uh, a, a windmill uppercut. Uh, that that Togo. He does like not a full backflip bump, but he does like. Four fifths of a backflip, Yes. <laughs> oh man, it's so good, and and he,
1: it's this motherfucker. This like, how does he get it? And it's like he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. This is his one, this is his shot. Yeah,
0: it feels He's... like a like a, a very story heavy match. Uh, even if you don't know DDT, I think you could you could get the sense just from looking at Honda that he is not a guy who's gonna have a lot of matches like this. He has fucking roses all over his dumb fucking <laughs> single singlet or single strap singlet, like. He's he's not he's not a work rate guy. He's not a fucking main event guy, um, and he 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 does he tries some stuff. He goes for an octopus hold, uh, can't get it on. Then he does a dragon suplex hold with a really good neck bridge. Um, he goes for the fist drop, that doesn't work out for him. Great, um, Togo grabs the crossface, but once again, Togo selling the dead left arm um, is is fantastic. He still can't hit the pedigree. Um, hits a super kick and does a jumping one arm cutter with the right. As yeah. his left arm just dangles dead. Togo's attention to detail. You can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Um, he finally beats some feeling into his arm, hits the pedigree, and then he climbs up, selling the arm the entire way, left arm dangling, misses the senton, clutching at the arm on impact. Honda grabs like a bridging roll up for two. It's not a Gato clutch, but it's like, uh, like a uh,
1: European clutch? It's yeah, very strange. But ankles, it, looks so, it looks so cool, like, in the way, like, he, like oh, shit, what do, what do I do? What do I do here? And yeah. it's, like, it's, all, it's <laughs> like like, almost <laughs> too elaborate for what he's doing. But he, he remembers also, the like,
0: Johnny Saint mesh that he saw one time or whatever. He remembers he, he, that he had a tape of these days, and uh, because and that's how he first saw Dick Togo, but he also saw Johnny Saint on that show, yeah. uh, or, or Danny Hodge or whoever. Yeah. Um, Danny Hodge? Is that the right? No. Uh, Uh, hmm. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, Chubby and Zaguri is another DDT. Honda has very limited offense, but he uses it so well. Um, he kisses his fist as he goes up to the second rope and he drops that fist drop right to the bridge of the nose. Jerry Lawler-esque. Um, he signals that it's over. goes for the octopus hold again. I don't know why he keeps doing this. um, but yeah, Togo rolls it into the cross face. That doesn't actually get the finish. Uh, but Togo's up fast, stalking him, and then they go full on Memphis fist exchange until uh, un- until they they both get dazed, and then they double KO punch. Um, it's Dick goes for the big KO punch, but as his fist meets the the jaw of Antonio Honda, Honda fires off one desperate uh, right, and they they just connect at the exact same time the, this continues as they both reach their feet at the same time and do it again. And we are full Dutch Mantel versus Jerry Lawler. Uh, if you like that shit, this is, this is that, this is the closest that Japan has ever gotten to that, I think. Um, and then yeah, Togo hits him with a pedigree and sent on and that's the end of the match. But like, yeah, it, everything. And also, I do want to say, it. he grabs Honda seconds after the pin and like hugs him. Like obviously a career match for Honda, but I think this is Togo's best match ever too. I think this is Yeah. I I I adore this match and I didn't know that I would like it even more now. I thought I wouldn't. I thought I wouldn't like it as much. Um but I no, I c- I could perfect. watch this over and over. It's great. It's fantastic. Um I did sorry, I went off on a little bit of a Huh. I got really excited I really like this match it really makes it me happy it kicks ass
1: it's so good um yeah. alright and then uh, he, re- he retired
0: in, in in June right June 2011 wrestled his last match against Gato and then what's he do now right
1: international tour he goes to
0: Chile and Argentina
1: well he goes to he goes to Europe and he wrestles every single country in Europe basically which is so funny and he milks the hell out of this and then he ends up in uh, Latin America Okay. And, and then it's so funny. Like he is such a, he's such a carny, but he worked, he got over and he had a bunch of matches that people all fucking loved. And, he worked, and he then worked he
0: fit Finley in Germany in 2011.
1: I I wonder if that's good.
0: Uh, it's a it's, uh, nine and a half minutes. That's probably the right length. He wrestled Marty Skrull in WXW Vex Bay um,
1: I've never seen that, which is I can live with. I actually yeah. like the Saber match a lot. I think that's a really fucking good match.
0: The uh, WXW, the Vex Fay. Yes. Okay. Didn't they wrestle again at PWG?
1: Yeah, and I like that match too. but yeah. Nobody else did apparently. I liked. It. I like how, I, remember I liked. It. Yeah. Apparently, you can every time you bring in someone like you bring in Togo or Sarah to work Saber and like uh, Dave's. Uh, Dave Meltzer's dick just deflates <laughs> completely. I've yeah. never, have never heard of this guy. Why isn't he working? Fucking, it's like he you know, should he be wrestling do-
0: Laredo Kid again. Um, I, I like Laredo. He should be wrestling Penta El Cerro M. Yeah. <laughs> um, he re- fuck Togo worked the CCW Big Japan K-Dojo DDT Freedoms Indie Wrestling Summit from the Asylum Arena in Philly. Um, it's, of course, that's what we always call it, the Asylum Arena. It's hilarious. That's yeah. the name. Um. He wrestled in Guatemala, Peru, Chile. And we come to Chile, um, Hellspawn and The Great Chile versus Limite and Extra Large. Uh, this is from... <laughs>
1: We're going to just run through these right quick.
0: June 3rd, 2012. It's very 2012.
1: silly, but it's a very fun match, yeah. Hellblade
0: um, is full Ricky Shane Page as a backyarder, as, a, as Christian Hellspawn? Faith. Yeah, Hell Hellspawn. Did I say Hellblade? Yeah, I I have Hellblade written down a couple times. I also have Hell Swan written down once. <laughs>
1: um, but this match is just—it's so fun to see Togo. The funniest thing is that like this is Togo. I think I mean he worked chilly enough that I don't think it was like any, a big deal. But it's like him like saying, you know, what? I want to work. Um, I, I want to do the Kabuki Muda gimmick. Yeah, I've never done that. He's he and is he's just so f- straight up doing
0: face paint and doing poison mist. He's got an all over print T shirt with no sleeves and would appear to be like 2002 raver pants. Maybe not like full baggy raver pants, but <laughs> like so much fun. yeah. And he teams with this masked beefy dude named Hellspawn. Um and and XL extra large worked the cruiserweight classic. Actually, I, I didn't realize this until I looked it up. Um, I I knew it at the time, but he was Alexander he- Syaz.
1: He, Alejandro, Alejandro. he also had some Noah tours. Um yeah. I like him a lot, but he ended up like there was some reason, like family reasons where he why he, he was like, I can't go back to Japan anymore. Sure. Which is a shame I think he's fun then. Um anyway. There's like, there's
0: fun shit here. Dick goes out in the crowd and they chant Dick, 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 Dick like fast around him, which is really funny. Um Hellspawn rules. Hellspawn's got a hell of an exploder. Hellspawn and Limite in particular have some really nasty forearms. Um, I remember some of this promotion showing up around this time and people were like, hey, you gotta check out these like sub indie lucha guys. They seem barely trained, but they're stiff as hell. Um Limite really impressed me a lot. Um some yeah. nice variety, good punches, hard chops. Very
1: yeah, like real you can hear the impact on all the shit, which is nice. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a <laughs> moment
0: too where uh Togo uh all right, so Togo grabs XL on the floor and carries him over to the guy filming this on his iPhone, his iPhone 3, I presume, and uh, slams his head into the chair next to him, uh, like the shitty plastic lawn chair. And I was thinking, like, he did that because he... Togo recognized that that was the person filming this. He's playing to the camera, even though it's just an iPhone 3. Like, that's Togo. That's what Togo does. Um, He's... And, you know, he does... uh, Him and Hellblade do consecutive slingshot sentons. Uh, which is cool. Uh, Hellblade yeah. does, does it first, and then as Togo lines it up, you can hear the crowd, who definitely knows his spots, are, like, amping up to see that. Um,
1: yeah, that... I. He kind of whiffs a standing moonsault, but when... The that's a standing moonsault! Like, ...standing moonsault before, kicks kick so much ass, sometimes like, i yeah, do a standing moonsault. What do I have to whiff? That was the Great Chile,
0: oh. right? That's what he, That's what the Great Chile does, not Dick Togo. Yes, exactly. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the finish of this... Uh, well, actually... Uh, XL and, uh, limited do like a, uh, some backseat boys shit. Um, which is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, some like seared tier, uh, backseat boys spots. Um, XL does like a, a, rolling octopus at one point and limited does a, like a kneeling West side pose in front of him, which is super funny. Um, and Dick is doing fucking Muda style throat thrusts. Uh, he gets his signature nutshot in. Dick is dick, you know. Dick loves attacking the dick, that's his thing. Um, and and then the finish of this is really cool, because Limite does a, a I mean it's a, it's what you'd expect. Limitate does an O'Connor roll on Hellblade, Hellblade kicks and sends him forward, Hellblade, Hellspawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor guy, he's never gonna have his, he's never he's never gonna be talked about in another podcast again. Uh, Hellspawn kicks out, sends Limite into the ropes where Togo is on the floor waiting and hits him with the green mist. Uh, then Hellspawn, I have it written down right here, uh, finishes him off with a fucking Psycho Driver number one, which uh, is a move that you don't see very often, um, I mean, unless you watch a lot of Chuck Taylor matches, of course, he does a variation on it, a really bad variation on it. Um, this is not must-see, but it's totally but it's fun. So,
1: it's fun, and it just captures, like, like, what makes Dektoe great beyond, yeah. like, what, what makes him lovable? Let's it, put
0: it that way. It might not be must see, like on the surface, but if you think about the fact that it's Dick Togo on vacation in South America, working a great Muda gimmick and a fucking Chilean indie, yeah. So yeah, you know, I'm thinking it's must see. That's my John. That's my John Wick. So yeah, I'm thinking it's must see. Um,
1: okay.
0: And and then what does he do for a few years? He he wrestles uh pretty normally. Uh, or no, he he takes off for like four years, right? Like- yeah, he
1: shows up in Vietnam, he went back to, he went to Vietnam to, uh, train, but he, there's only like a, like one match I think that surfaced. Okay. But that's so that's right. just dick. Like, I'm just gonna go to, like, I'm I, like, with his own, like, sort of goofy, uh, left-wing politics that, I, like, I mean, I, I believe him to be a legit communist, I don't, but I don't know, I think he just loves I think he loves Che Guevara a lot. That was why he had his last match <laughs> sure. in Bolivia, specifically. But I think like he's just like, ah, like, yeah, Vietnam kicks ass. I yeah. mean, that's why I wore a red star on my tights for a reason. This like, Bolivia he this cool. show,
0: he, did he bring a bunch of DDT guys to Bolivia with he him? He
1: brought... Uh,
0: Daisuke Sasaki, Arano, and Honda.
1: Yeah. Like, that want, he wanted that to be like his retirement. Like Is his, that so, online? I believe so, yeah. Well, shit.
0: Well, we'll have to do another Dick Togo episode, I guess. He shows back up in 2016 in DDT, teaming with Mike Bailey on at Ryogoku, uh, Peter Pan 2016, August 28th, 2016, versus Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, and Tetsuya Endo. Uh, I didn't love this match. I don't have a ton to say about it, but um, I think it's worth a look if you want to see how he came back. Um, him and Daisuke Sasaki are clearly the best part of this match. It feels like Endo and Bailey are working a separate match entirely. Um,
1: it's what- a sort of a goof. I really, really, really love it. I really, really like. I care, but I love this match a lot, actually. But I don't. I wouldn't put it like a super superstars either. But what I just love the I love the energy of it. I just it's just like a ton of fun to me. I like all four of these guys a lot. Um, and but just like Sasuke, Sasuke, um, and Togo interactions of them like big dogging og- 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 each other. I'm like you're like no on the I'm the one now. It's like no, bitch, you're not. I'm still the king. And then, um, what Togo is the history makes-
0: between Sasuke and uh, and Togo?
1: Uh, he was uh. Sasuke was, uh, Togo trained Sasuke. He was his mentor in the Italian Four Horsemen. Okay. And once he retired, um, that was when Sasuke, like, sort of, like, became a heel for the most part. And at this point, he was the top heel in DDT. And, like, he got challenged, I think the core before, by Togo, uh, to put up a shut up. Uh, like, he learned his, he got his love of hitting people in the nuts from Togo. Uh, hits people and sure. nuts all the time. There's a lot of I don't know. I mean, this match. Um, <laughs> you know, if nothing else, uh, Togo accidentally explodes Mike Bailey's face of a chair. Yeah, how did that happen? I didn't catch that. Uh, that was he was trying to hit Endo and overshot it, and then. But I don't. I like this match. It just, but it's it's like that's the thing that is like unforgettable. Like he just kills him accidentally, and <laughs> but then pa- Bailey still just keeps working the match, even yeah. though his face and like oh, he's some, still doing all of his Mike Bailey shit. There is I mean, some really it,
0: cool stuff, but yeah, I think one of the funniest parts is after Bailey's bleeding a lot, um, uh, Sasaki goes for a a low blow, and Bailey catches it between his hands like a, a centimeter away from his balls like a yeah. like like Sonny Chiba clasping his yes. hands on a fucking katana
1: or whatever I love Bailey's martial arts shit so much I It
2: really was so it. cool.
0: It was so cool. Um there there's there's some cool spots. Sasaki puts his knees up on a back senton from Togo which we almost never see because it would probably be extremely painful to the person with the knees up like yeah. that level of impact and uh and compression blow your fucking asshole out. Um, There's
1: uh, a spot where Endo runs up Sasuke uh, to hit Bailey with uh, her Karana, which he fucking almost loses, because that's an insane spot to try, but it still looks really cool. There's a lot... I mean, I think the execution here... Is a little, but every, but it's. I, I think the ambition is really like they wanted to have like a real killer match for Togo's first big match back in Japan. Sure. And I, I think they delivered on. I like, wish it was more it of being a Dick Togo
0: is, match. Is my problem. I
1: think, yeah, I think it's. I think he's like sort of settling back in sadly, but I yeah. think it's a lot. I think it's still like a really great DDT tag. Yeah. Which he is part of what he invented, so yeah. At the same time, sure. so I think he, I think he would look back on this match. Be probably. I also rem- will remember to the end of. So the day I die, him uh, taking a photo that uh, he posted on Twitter of uh, him taking Mike Bailey to the hospital. Like he's so sad, he felt so bad Aww. that he hurt his son. If you can his find that,
0: we'll, uh, we'll 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 do something with it. We'll use it as the show image or something.
1: And um, a show closer, just because. And we'll run for it real fast. But it's a real fun match. Oh and no, yeah, let's year-
0: I, I do want to say and before we get there, uh, he has worked a pretty regular schedule since then. Um, worked a lot of the, the indies you'd expect, lots of M-Pro, uh, lots of DDT. He's worked for uh, uh, with Guts World, which is unfortunately no longer around. That's Ganesuke,
1: right? No, it was a... Um... That wasn't Ganesuke's promotion? No, it was Guts Ishijima's promotion oh. with some other guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. worked there, too. Tatsuhiro Kuroda. But, I've like, seen the would... name
0: Guts Ishish- uh, Guts Ishiyama?
1: Ishijima.
0: Ishijima. I've seen that name. I don't think I know who that is, though. He's um, this
1: weird, stumpy guy. He's kind of... He's... He's kind. He kind of kicks ass. I'm but sure. He's also extremely- Guts World
0: was a really fun promotion that apparently ran for longer than I realized because I saw this in 2009. Yeah, 09. and I,
1: be- I believe they're trying to make a revival. They have... Some, they, they run some Guts Army shows, at, okay. I think.
0: I love Chango. I'm a huge Chango fan. Um... But yeah lots of lots of guts world uh, DDT works in big Japan uh, there's a match between him and Daisuke Sakamoto that we've that's almost become a meme for us that we're never gonna watch but uh, you know
1: put we'll it on find the, ar- one. Put it in the archive yeah. someone
0: upload it to the Google Drive we know you've got it um, yeah yeah mr. Shorts, man um, <laughs> yeah I I think we we just sort of chose like, hey, what's a what's a singles match Dick Togo had this year? And we found from Wrestle One on March 10th, Dick Togo versus Pegaso Illuminar. Who the fuck is yes. this guy?
1: Um, he is a Hirashi trainee. He is Hayashi's protege, basically. Like, and he is a very goofy looking dude. He is clearly working like Hayabusa tribute. Um, like Hayat hi- like. Yeah. Like, very much, he is the, there's a lot of guys in Wrestle 1 who are, who I don't think are necessarily great, but are a lot of fun. Like, Andy he, Wu is a ton of fun. Sure. Alejandro is a ton of fun. And they, and this guy, like, he is a very young. He redebuted um at the Yokohama show uh, in last September. So he is basically, like, he, he does not have a ton of experience. And Hayashi's, like, putting him to, like, the test. And, man, Dick Togo. Fucking whoops his ass and like like a fucking redhead stepchild. He's a huge he. Is, this is full dick Togo. He gets e- some good I- offense. He's got he some, does. He's,
0: he's got a crazy tope which is neither a tope yeah. con hello or sudacida, because he goes head first and then inexplicably rotates on impact.
1: Yeah, he basically does like he lands like like arms like downward. Yeah, he like manages to
0: DDT himself on on a man's chest who is standing. He also does an RVD rolling thunder. Like, this guy kicks ass. He's fucking. Yeah, he's, he's a goofball.
1: Um, he's very, he's a big bumper. He's really, like, willing to throw himself in anything. I really like him. I think yeah, he, I think he's, I liked it. um, and it's Togo. Like, there's a spot where Togo keeps bringing him up. It's like, slap me. And then he just backs out of the way. Keep slap, slap me Man. again. Like, he's his fucking dad. It's so perfect. It's like, this is such a good, like, display of, like, Dick Togo understanding. And it's a fun, I think it's fun to counter this with the Liger match. Like, they're not exactly, it's it's not exactly like that, but it's like, this is some, like, this is Dick Togo, like, who, a man who completely understands what roles in wrestling should be. He is brought in by a dude he's known half his life, uh, who's, like, he trained with, um, Kaz Hayashi to teach his, teach Hayashi's protege the biz. Yeah. And he's not letting any he's not letting anything go. It's so much fun. Um, a
0: complete like other side, and that's when I watch this, that's I have that written down that this is the exact opposite of the uh of, of the Liger match. And um he does some cool shit. He takes his wrist tape off while he's in a he, so Pegaso Illuminar has him in the the waist lock and what is he gonna do? He's gonna low blow him, right? but he doesn't want to do it in front of the ref, so he rips off some of his wrist tape and throws it on the ground. <laughs> the referee turns to pick it up, and while the ref's back is turned, Dick does the low blow. This fucking guy, man. This guy. He does the rolling senton off of that little rail that separates the floor seats of Corgan Hall from the stadium seating. Um,
1: yeah, you see... I feel like you see very little stage spots in... Russell 1 is one of the few permissions that I think you see them, like, somewhat somewhat regularly, and... That little rail like, is uh, like...
0: That, that little the is stiff as hell too. I, you see people whipped yeah. into it sometimes. It's brutal,
1: and it's it's just really fun to see that. Like like this man, this man is forty nine years old when this match takes place. He has no need to be doing this shit. He doesn't care though. Well, he's here to he's here to show that he's Dick Togo, and he's yeah. Dick Togo forever. It's great. Yeah, he it's leads so this fun.
0: like very green uh, guy that I've never seen before. Um, to I mean, Picasso gets a nice small package uh, to count that I. I didn't bite on, but I thought maybe. um, He goes for the the Firebird splash, right? The four fifty, and uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, Togo
1: beats Togo him. roll Togo rolls down the way, but he does it real nice and crisp. So it doesn't look like it doesn't. It's just not like empty pool. Yeah, like where he just it oh, kind yeah, of little shit where, like that. Where, where,
2: Togo always does. Yeah.
1: Like, because that's the thing is, like, if you do that too early, it does kind of make your opponent look like an asshole. It's not like, like, and it's it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's like, I can't blame the person rolling out of the way for that because it's just like you not have one to be willing.
0: Thing. You have as the person moving, you have to be willing to also take knees in the gut if you're if you don't do it at the right time.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's fair to to bail out early and just do the empty pool, but that looks yeah. cooler. And I don't know, it just. It's just like, oh yeah, this guy still has it fully. And he makes it look good.
0: He makes, that's, yeah, that's the most important thing is he leads the green talent through a competent, decent match, you know? Uh, There's not much to it, but he is, he is the maestro now, you know? 2019, the, most of the maestros that we started calling, that we started using the term maestro on the internet, at least, as white people, um, most of them are past the point of being maestros and are just, like, too old to lead anyone through a match. Like, you know, we talked about Navarro with Macabe. Um, Navarro's not got a lot of like big matches ahead of him, you know? Uh, yeah, but Dick Solar. does. Solar doesn't yeah, uh we yeah, exactly. Like, Blue Panther probably doesn't have a ton of great matches left in his career.
1: There And there is this... Gener- I mean, Dick Togo does, and we can hope that Hayashi does. We can hope that Taka does.
0: Yeah. There are these We hope guys- they get an opportunity. I don't know if they will, because Dick Togo is a guy who makes his own fucking path. And that's
1: like, the thing. Dick Togo is, like... Dick Togo is a guy who... He is completely unique, and he is... One of once in a lifetime. Wrestler, there's no way around it. Yeah, his career is.
0: progression is is like one that any like all time great should take. It's it is cool because he yeah I think watching this especially at, after after Liger, um, he he could lead any random boy to a, any random boy or or girl or whoever to a, a three star matchup without even trying. Like <laughs> he could take a he could take like a, a horse. And like he could like punch the horse in the mouth and then he'd like blade himself, <laughs> and like cork and Hall would be losing their fucking minds for that horse, you know <laughs> um, he is a humble and caring individual uh, a true uh role model i think for 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 people of this uh, in in this style of wrestling and and just a, a really cool uh, every everything feeds in you know he he's he's worked w b f. He's worked Lucha, he's worked Japan, he's worked Bolivia. Who's worked all of those things and also Bolivia? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's he's one of he is truly one of a kind, and there's never going to be there's never going to be another one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he's an he's asshole. He's, he's an asshole, but he cares about the future, and I think yeah. I think that's the takeaway. He's an he's you
1: know he's you know he's he's a hooker with a heart of gold. We love Dick. Baby. <laughs> <laughs>